Uh, Grizz Nation, we are back. This is the Fight Out of Montana podcast. Uh, Adam Healy here, your Grizz fanatic, with uh, Luke Rounds, former defensive lineman, with us today, guys. We've got a great pod for you. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Furman game uh, and everything that came about that, the win, and then we'll get into the NDSU preview. Uh, we'll do a Grizz update first, but Luke... Are you uh, recuperated? Are you, are you how you feeling? Yeah, I'm better. Uh, I uh, if, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw me. That I say I earned my headache that I had on Sunday. <laughs> um, I think I was up until three in the morning tweeting at people after our win, um, and uh, just so happy that we're still able to be on the pod talking about Grizz wins and moving on yeah. to the uh, the semifinals. Which I don't care what anybody says. Hap- last one happened in 2011. I remember it. We all do. So yep. it counts. It counts. You know what? And you can say whatever you want that the NCAA took it away. That was back when they really enforced uh, people getting benefits. Yeah. I'm pretty well, sure that's not what happens now. You know, the cool thing was is even ESPN yeah. refers to 2011. So I well, thought that was cool. And yeah. it's like, yeah. So. I wonder if that was by mistake or if they actually meant that. <laughs> Either way, it's cool, and I like it. So. Exactly, exactly. Uh, guys, just before we get into everything, we want to do a, a Grizz update, but uh, Grizz basketball, the men's basketball, they play. Uh, they had a great onslaught of games for uh, MSU Northern, Montana Tech. Uh, they beat um, MSU Northern 91-67. to 67, That and they beat- game was awesome. Yeah. And we made number one on Sports Center top ten that night. That was an amazing dunk. Oh my goodness! If you have not seen that dunk by Oki, oh my lord! Um, freaking cool. It was cool. Uh, Montana Tech. We beat eighty-eight to sixty-seven, which that was a really good one too. Because uh, I think Montana Tech's like ranked in the NAIA in like the top ten. So uh, some good, uh, good team there. This week they play Sunday. So they've got some time off for, uh, I think, finals. Yeah, uh, they play, yeah, they play in San Jose State, so that'll be a good one. And then they play on Tuesday uh, at UC Davis, which they already played UC Davis uh, this year as well. But they, they're doing a, a home and home this year. So, um, and then after that, we were getting into Big Sky uh, season. So it's it's pretty pretty quick. The the non conference is down to two games, and then we're going into the Big Sky. Oh, actually, sorry, I'm wrong. Goodness. So they, they they have Weber State and Idaho State there, and then they have the Big Sky Summit Challenge where we have those summit teams, and then they go right back into it. So sorry about that. Uh, Lady Grizz basketball. Uh, they play set this Saturday in San Luis Obispo playing Cal Poly, uh, and then they play Wednesday at San Diego. Uh, they had a really, really tough loss. Um against Colorado State, which they were ha- hadn't lost all season. So um and that was a, a pretty cool game. I believe that if that no, that was the Loyola Marymount game where they had the um kids game. Oh my gosh. That so, if you haven't seen some of the videos. Like we talked last week, it's deafening. Deafening. Like, so loud. Like <laughs> it's a different type of loud. It's yeah scream. It's so cool though. Like yeah. It's just like, but if you're an adult, wear your plugs because it's just crazy. But I think it's so cool that they do that. I mean, 
yeah. it helps both the university and it gets all those kids that maybe have never been to one of those games before. Exactly. You get to experience that and maybe look yep. at their parents take them again. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. You know, they've got some some injury problems right now with, with the Lady Grizz. So hopefully they can get in the right healthy and then and start winning a little bit more. Um, as of right now, they're three and three um, overall with uh, just just hitting the injury bug right now. Um, the men are five and four, five and one at home, but zero oh and three at home and or away. So they've they've got that Pac-12 loss too. So kind of a hard hard way to hard way to have your your win loss record. But two really good teams that are going to be doing really well this year. Um, and are going to be competing for that birth to the NCAA tournament. So I was just saying that the beginning of the season is always tough because you get like, you play like really good teams and you play basketball with that record. seems like you need the season um, softball. Uh, they, they announced their schedule for the spring. <laughs> so if you, if you're not aware of, of softball, they play a lot of games <laughs> the first start of the year uh, away uh, just because they have to. They mm-hmm. play pretty much all of February, all of March, or, or February, um, a good portion of March. I think their first home game is March 9th. So that first month, they're on the road, or yeah, March 8th, sorry. Um, and so uh, a pretty hard schedule um, that they try to, try to play. It, it pays off for them in the... The, the conference realm, um, like they're going to be playing like Nebraska. They've got, let's see here, Southern. They've got some Southern South teams, St. Mary's, a lot of California schools, New Mexico, uh, Toledo, New Mexico, Grand Canyon, Holy Cross, Northern Illinois. Um, so they've got, a, they've got a pretty good schedule here. Um, it's kind of just different because not every big sky team has a softball team. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a, a, a different, different onset, but uh, good luck to them. And, and hopefully if you guys are in town for one of those games, you guys go definitely go check it out. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Luke, we got to win. Um, first off, I know, I know that there might be some Furman fans watching us. Hello. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here. Um, but we won. Uh, it wasn't like what we expected. And, and, you know, we've got to give them props, you know, uh, their defense was amazing. Their defensive line uh, was probably one of the best defensive lines that we've seen all year. Uh, they kind, and this is not a slight, I hopefully no one takes this as a slight. They remind me of Ferris State's defensive line, which Ferris State's defensive line had a couple D1 dropdowns where they were really, really good. Um, and so, uh they, they, they took it to us um, and we made just enough plays where we, we came out on top. And right now when you're in the playoffs, that's all that matters. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree Their Their defensive line was very good. The way they stopped the run, um, the way they moved. I was impressed. Like I have all the respect for the Furman's defense uh, just I mean, as soon as the game was over, I mean, that's one thing I tweeted out was just I had mad respect for the, their defense. Yeah. The way they stopped our run game just blew me away. I mean, Eli couldn't do much. Oswell a little bit. I mean, yeah. really our run game was from Cliff, 
but uh, just the way that they played so soundly and stuff, I was super impressed. Um, yeah. That, I mean, I, I'll admit it. Like, last week, I was like, oh, it's the SoCon. Well, I'm impressed. Like, they, they played really good defense. That is a darn fine football team. Yeah. Um, I was getting some crap from people because I said that uh, I felt like Huff played like a warrior out there. Um, and I know you were his, giving you a hard time about that. Yeah, a few people gave me a hard time about Why? not Herman fans, like our own fans, I think, and just some other people. Because um, the reason I said that was the fact that like we're tackling that guy and he's still making plays. Oh, and yeah. We were bashing that guy down and he's still getting up. And so yep. I was impressed with Huff's play because um, we beat the crap out of him as much as we could. And he just kept playing harder and like, that guy doesn't have any give up in him. Um, no, he, he was definitely a baller. He, he made yeah. those plays. That one play that uh, <laughs> that tied the game, he he got hit, I believe, by uh, Braxton and Jan Carroll so. and threw yeah. it up. And and you know their big tight end caught it. But man, to make that throw, knowing that you're going to get clobbered, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I would tell him. Oh. I would. I, and I even. I think I even said it too that, that he was a warrior. So that. Um, uh, yeah. Big tight end, you said. I think he came from Fair State. I think he did. He really was on their basketball team. <laughs> I think you're, you're right. I think you're right. So, so we talk, we're talking about Huff a little bit. I want to bring this up right now. I cannot believe this. He's transferring. He's, that isn't that nuts? So now the weird thing was, and I was arguing with some people on this, texting back and forth. Yeah, I thought ESPN had said that like in January, Huff's off to the military. Like, make it. I thought they made it sound like he was done. Like that. I was yeah. confused there. I guess on how they were talking that because I thought that he was done after this year. And I thought maybe, it was too. Maybe that was just maybe he just has because he's part of the reserves has mm-hmm. to go do that until spring or something. But I was extremely surprised with yeah. the emotion he played and hearing after that after the game he sat there on the field and just like didn't want to leave and all this. I was like, there's no way he's not going back for Furman if he has another year. But he's yeah. in the transfer portal and then. Well, and he was, he was a grad transfer, though. He was yeah. already a grad transfer. So, because he didn't he transfer from Presbyterian? I thought so. I thought he transferred from Presbyterian in a graduate studies. So, maybe he has still have, has one more year in his graduate studies that he can still play. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. I, I'm not sure. And then, then Luke Clark, number 44, he's transferring too, enter the tra- yeah. transfer portal. So, and then the, yeah. one more, too, that we saw a DB or something. Yeah, Micah something. Yeah, it yeah. just surprised me. But, I mean, that's the way of college football, I guess, now. So, Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. You know, before we get into the, you know, the res- the the game, do you want to, like, do some receipts on here? Like, you want to, like, come up and, like. I, I was like, I took care of most of mine on Saturday night. But uh, if you got a few, go ahead. I mean, I, I was, uh, like I said, I was up till almost 3 in the morning. Uh, and I think the only person left with me at one point was old Brent from, the GFP, him and I were like, where is everybody? <laughs> then I realized that at 3 a.m. our time, you know, that's like 5 in the morning, uh, Furman time. So <laughs> I, I just liked the the G-Man 84, you know, two guys in their mother's basements. Uh, I don't I, – I was trying to get my mom over here uh, to come on in the pod. Uh, but no, she's at her house. I, I live in my own house. Um, so So – uh, I, was he the guy that was like, "Hey, mom, where's the meatloaf or something?" Yeah, where's the meatloaf? Yeah, I tried <laughs> to get my mom here to, to do that, but uh, you know she was busy. But uh, no, she does not live with me, and I don't live with my mom. So, um, <laughs> I, I was really surprised how many Furman fans watched 
the the, the YouTube pod. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you for watching. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. We, we, we definitely appreciate it. And by no means, um, I didn't play Pop Warner. I did play football. Um, and I did not go to sport uh, supercuts. Um, I have somebody do it that's at an actual, actual salon. But um, thank you for noticing my hair. Um, uh, it, with uh, headphones, it, it's pretty hard to see my hair with these big old headphones. But hey, if you're going to look at this beautiful mug, you might as well like take it all in, right? <laughs> that is cracking up at that because I'm like, man, I don't even go to the barber because I shaved my head. So like, there you I go. shaved my own head and stuff. It's like I started oh, going bald, so I just shave it myself. <laughs> Those are like I think the only ones that I was Someone like tagged us in that, and I got on that message board, and it was like they went from ripping us, then they oh, went yeah. attacked the GFP guys, and then. Then they, they got in like their own fights with each other a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm sure I was surprised that they, they you know, I guess Egress can get that way too. But just, just listen. And I think I heard too that some of them found Egress and jumped on there and were oh, yeah. the ruckus. And then I heard that they kind of left quickly because they couldn't handle our Egressers bashing on them. So, well, and then the last one, I don't know who it was, but they said something like, man, Grizz football should like shut them down. I'm like, well, like, oh, I yeah. guess they could if they wanted to sponsor our podcast. Um, but we're a private podcast that is just we do this for fun. We do not get paid, even though you guys think we get paid. No. We don't we don't get paid. Oh, I yeah. actually pay money to do this for fun. Um, so, yeah, we don't we don't get paid. Yeah, there was one person that said something about how I should should have used my degree for something better than being a podcast person. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not what, like these are not. This is not our career. No, no. Yeah, yeah I would, like, I'd be really poor if this was. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, <laughs> we are not professionals. Like, again, we do this for fun because it's fun to do. And and again, this is a a, a Grizz podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, we wear our maroon glasses, the stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like we're pro. We're not going to sit here and we're not ESPN guys. We're going to break down both sides. It's like. Yeah, we're probably gonna bash on your team a little bit. So well, I don't think we really bashed. Like well, we, we gave we some props off last week. We were like, yeah. no one talked about that. I mean, no. yeah, we talked about their offensive line and giving away plays and doing that stuff, and you know, which I mean, he still, which he still did, by the way. Just yeah. let you guys know out there, he did. Yeah, well, it just and, it just our defense, <laughs> other than the two breakdowns where we let the, the big scores. I mean, yeah. just dominated them too. We didn't allow them to run or anything, and we were just our defense played awesome. Yes. Yeah. So let's get into that. Let's let's yeah. get let's dig into some of the stats, guys. Um, you know, the first downs are, are pretty pretty identical. We had seventeen. They had fifteen uh, rushing yards. Uh, is is crazy. The total net rush yards we had one hundred and forty eight. They had ninety four. So we held them under 100, 100 rushing yards, which is really good. Uh, 3.4 average for us, 2.8 for them. That 100 yard rushing stat is huge because, like, yeah, I was hoping we'd hold them under 200. I was like, if I, I thought that would be a good day if we could do that, and we, yeah, well, that was that was huge. Yeah, uh, passing we had 208, they had 188, and a lot of that passing came probably on a couple plays. Same um, with that, their rushing yards, too. They had the yeah. big plays, really. Yeah, that 55-yard run by, I think, the quarterback was yeah. a lot, large portion of it. And then I think that 30-yard uh, heave to the tight end was that, a lot of that 188. So um, so total offense, we had 356, which 
you know, looking at that, I think we're kind of right around that. I, I don't quote on me on that, but I think we're in the 380s to 390s, I believe. Uh, and they, they were at 282. So, sorry, excuse me. So, penalties, uh, we had seven penalties for 90 yards. They had three penalties for 15 yards, which uh, should have been a whole lot more because, goodness gracious, they held our defensive line so, so much. Yeah, that – Oh, that, my Lord. That concerns me for next week, too, because the Bison love to hold as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, the penalties is what killed us. I mean, like, you think about, yeah. too, that big stop that Gubbs had and mm-hmm. accidentally face masked that guy. And it, there was some other face masks in the game on us didn't get called. Oh, yeah, that was like two or three. I mean, it's just like I, I almost felt like watching that game. And this is why I wish that, like, okay – if you're not going to give us big sky refs, give us Missouri Valley refs because they they at least are used to some of these bigger crowds and games like this. I yeah. felt like those refs felt like they were in over their head. Like yeah. they seem nervous and like, you know, it just, it worries me about that. Like I wish we could get, you know, or like give us like some Mountain West crews. Or something exactly. Like you know, it's like when the playoffs are going, those other game, teams aren't playing in the FBS. Give us some, some better, some better officiating and stuff. Well, no, that's true. Like no one is playing. Yeah. No one is playing right now. So there, there should be a whole lot of a uh, plethora of, of officials that you could choose from. Yeah, take some D1 crews out of the SEC and like, hey, you guys want to yeah. make go check out Montana? Go, you know, I think I think when it comes down to this level of playoffs and you got two teams like Furman and the Grizz who are playing, they should have extra officiating there. And then exactly. I think that they should change it too, where you have more cameras yeah. in the regular season. Um, have them right on the end zone for like the punt that I thought we knocked back. I didn't think he actually crossed the plane. I couldn't tell from the angle. And then, you know, the non-call offsides on our field goal, like the whole stadium. And it sure looked like they jumped (laughs) and didn't get called. I'm like, come on. So, I mean, yeah, some of that stuff's just frustrating. It is. It's really frustrating. You know, they had 12 punts, which I didn't know that we had nine. So we did punt the ball. Our average was about 43, but we had three punts on the inside of the 20, which really helped us flip that, flip the uh, yardage um, where they're starting out. But, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that kind of was uh, glaring to us is, or to me, is is the field goals that we kind of got off on, right? Right. We we're two for four. Yeah. Um, you know, we hit those and it kind of changes the direction of that game where, you know, we're not just up seven, you know, we're up 13 and that's, that's a different ball game. And I think the plays that are called are a little bit different. Um, Yeah. It's way different when you're up two scores. I get that's why we were going for the field goal because you try to get up two scores that second. Mm -hmm. When it's fourth and three, I was like, man, give it to Cliff for the way we were kind of driving there. It was just like, let's just keep it going. Just keep it going because of the fact that we missed and it was the same distance. And it felt like he was short. That's why I was like, ooh, you know, when you're short, you know, if you got the leg and then you're just left or right in a little bit, I get that. Yep. You're short. I was just like, man, maybe he can't plant right. Or I, I mean, I don't know that much about kicking. So I was just like, <laughs> but it still worried me. And that's, and then we missed it again and they get the ball there anyway. So it's like, I'd rather see us go for it at that point. Then if yeah. we don't get it, well, all right, they still got the ball there. So. Well, and off of, off of those, like you just give the momentum right back to them too. And you just don't, you know, step on their neck to, to end it. It our defense saved us in, in those situations where yeah, they didn't I, allow them to, to to counter on that. They absolutely did. Now I, I got a question for you. 
Yeah. After the first play of the game, when Junior Effen Bergen runs Oh, my gosh. My thought was, oh, my God, we're going to blow these guys away. (laughs) I I admit that. I was just like, oh, this is it. The start of it. And it wasn't that way. But, I mean, thank goodness for Junior Bergen. I mean, that guy has just like – it's like he's a – freaking video game character out there that you put all 99s on or something when you made your old ncaa you know team it yep. amazes me and then in bergen, get, in bergen we trust and then they get a second <laughs> one punt too yeah. and then like what's amazing about like that punt one all the opportunities for people to try to block in the back or do something like that and no one did no one did it was just i mean it was phenomenal just oh, yeah amazing i mean like yeah, I, I called before the game. Uh, Deshaun Rainey, he asked for like your obscene projections, and one of them I said was Junior Bergen's gonna get player of the game, and I was right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you asked like, if he didn't get player of the game, he should because that was, I mean, that was amazing his performance. Yeah. So when they when they scored that first run back, I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a game. This is, and then they come and they were they go down real pretty quickly and and score, and I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, this is oh, going to be as oh, easy as I thought. Yeah, we got a real ball game here. <laughs> yeah. Miss those two field goals, and you're like, oh. I, I, I stood the entire game. That next day, my glutes and my, like, thighs were so sore because I was, like, jumping. I was going down. My oh. wife thought I was, like, she's like, you sound like you're constipated because I'm, like, groaning <laughs> and, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I – I was worried about my neighbors because of the language coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I had to, I had to watch it cause my kids were in the room too. So I, well, I, I wasn't like that, but <laughs> my, my daughter who's 16 at one point goes, wow. And went upstairs <laughs> because uh, my mouth was foul. <laughs> very, very foul. Um, and then at the end when we, when we freaking uh, get the fourth down and stop them and stuff, my wife and I are hugging and stuff. It was crazy, man. We were just going nuts. And, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's when I started having beers. Like before that, I didn't have a single drop the whole game. I was just mm-hmm. like you were standing, staring, going, "Oh my gosh!" and just all the emotions throughout the whole thing. And yeah, just what an emotional game. It's not at all what I thought it would be like. No. Again, very impressed with Furman, their players, their staff. I mean, that was. I mean, that's what you think a semifinal game is going to be like. And yeah, that was impressive. yeah. Um, it was kind of comical. Did you did you watch the post game? Oh, yeah. Of Furman. They, then they shut that player down like it. Sh- I was watching it. Whatever feed I was watching for, like they go back to him. and He's like, I'll talk about Huff. And he's like, that's oh, like yeah. the guy he is. And they, then it just shuts off. I was like, oh, and it went to something else. Yeah, like, it was really weird. Like, he, was getting, he was like, he was a yeah, he was pissed. He says that we took it out of context. And that's not. He said what he said. Yeah, you know about our guys being unathletic. And then I love the fact that there was multiple signs that said that. Like especially oh, the yeah. at the end, the students. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. But well, didn't he say something like he was like, "Yeah, we got on on uh, uh, online." So the players got online. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> and like Brent was talking about this that day too, and we were tweeting. He's like. I bet all these guys are going to stop tweeting oh, yeah. during the game. Well, yeah, I think there was burner accounts set up by players. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing in their hotel room, was sitting there yep. talking shit to the fans. And I think some of those were the same ones talking crap about us on the on their message board stuff. So they were not happy. I mean, good no. job, Nation, for, for 
so riling them up because uh, they were not happy with all of us and the crap talking that everybody was doing stuff. And he was <laughs> he was going to talk about it, and then they just got cut off. I was like, oh my god. He well, was yeah. Well, and it wasn't like like he basically threw uh, Colton Nuanez under the bus that he, he said he was unethical. Yeah. Like what wh- he didn't edit the the clip. No. He he put the full clip out there. Yeah. What is he supposed to do? Not not produce yeah. clips fact, of his radio station yeah, and not the fact that he said that stuff about Coulter is just dead wrong. Yeah. I mean, Coulter does a great job. Yeah. And as we know, and we I mean we complain people complain about our own fans because he does such yeah. a good job of telling both sides of every team. Exactly. So it's like for him to say that, it's just he's just I chalked it up to he's pissed because the season's over. Yeah. And is gonna is like I mean he they said I'll talk about this and like he was just still fired up so yeah um, yeah I thought it was kind of comical because it yeah, was like the other guy the linebacker looked like he was about to break down he oh was, yeah he was like distraught yeah I mean it's an emotional I mean you play a game like that and come off and you lose in overtime it's hard I mean that's why yeah. I'm not surprised that Huff was out wasn't out there you know it's like yeah you don't know what you're gonna say because the emotions are still really high it's hard to come down after that it takes a while to decompress. Yeah. So uh, that was, I just thought that was really interesting. You know, one thing that from it uh, that was really impressive, we, we were four of 17, they were four of 21 on third down. Um, you know, they, they had two sacks, we had three. But uh, how much we ran. So, so one thing that bothered me is, and even my wife pointed this out. And, and I love, and, and my wife is, is pretty, she knows, she watches football. So, she doesn't, it's not like she doesn't know anything about football. We run the same plays a couple different times. And there is a clip of McDowell talking to Bobby. And he says, you can read his thoughts, run it again. No, just run it again. And it's just like, they just stopped us. Like, what? Yeah. Why? Like, no, you we- know that you're getting a little bit, bit of, of yardage with passing the ball. Like, why yeah. are you you're not getting anything on the ground? I it's think like we, we, we we went back to Bobby Ball and like went back to like pre NAU where we just started doing the same things and like it's like we get panicked and then all of a sudden it's like we have to revert back to something that we already know didn't happen. And I, I had a question on this that the someone um uh my friend Mike uh said, did we change our splits? Because after a while, our splits did they get smaller? Yes, they did. So, because what the reason that we did that was when our splits were super wide, mm-hmm. uh, they were taking advantage of it because of their quickness on the defensive line, and they were shooting the gap so fast we couldn't catch them. And they were getting through. Okay. So to you know minimize that, you shorten your splits up. And okay. so what I noticed is is that certain plays we shorten them up, certain plays we put them out again. So we started kind of moving them back and forth throughout okay. the game a little bit, but we definitely started bringing them in because of the fact they were shooting the gap so fast. Well, and then when that those when we shortened our gaps, it just felt like we couldn't get anything running wise. Wow. And so that kind of worries me going into this NDSU game. They like and and, I, and I'm going to say it, I think that we'll probably get uh hit back. The NDSU's offensive line is I don't think compares to Furman's. I think Furman's is better, but they have a couple of guys on there that that will be very very good. Yeah. Um, on their defensive line. Um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what we do on in that those situations. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a lot on NDSU. We can get into that when we go <laughs> on their D line and their offensive line too. But you know, when you were talking about us and the run of those same plays over and again, I think you basically had the same conversation I was having with my wife we're watching. I said, you know, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yep. Like that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And we need to stop it. Uh, thank goodness we did in overtime. And like, it was like when we didn't do it, we would move the ball and yep. yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I get, we're trying to establish the run to open up the pass, you know, and all that, but it just, it wasn't working. I was like, it's not working. Yeah. You need well, to the pass something. was open though. Yeah. Our yeah. wide receivers were blowing by yeah. their DBs. And, and I think, I think some of it could have been Cliff was off a little bit that night. Like, yeah. um, like he was, some of his reads weren't correct and stuff. I mean, everybody's going to have an off week, off night. And I just, I worried about a little bit about this going into the week because we had a short week. Mm-hmm. And like our guys and the way the program is run by Bobby's, everything is so like regimented and stuff. Yeah. And being, you know, basically lost a day. They usually get Sundays off and they had to practice immediately on Sunday to yeah. make, it, you know, basically shift the whole week. And that can throw teams off and make you, not heal as bad, you know, quick, and all of a sudden you're just, you're, it's almost like you're rushing the whole week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have affected, I mean, yes, Furman, same thing, right? They had a yep. Yep. short week too, but it just felt like, it felt like we were off a little bit, you know, in that case, like almost like, you know, I don't know if we were looking forward to the next game too or what, because it worried me a little bit when we started getting closer. I was like, oh God, we are favored by a lot. And you start thinking, oh yeah, we got this. And I was like, that's, been like well it seems like when we've played our worst is when we're favored the most yeah when we played our best is when either we're not favored or the underdog this year underdog, so, yep, yep. Um, so i'm glad to see that we're already not favored going into this weekend even though it's by like a point and a half or something but like yeah that's a good thing like it seems like we rise to the occasion when we're not supposed to be there this year so which is which is nuts by the way for a home team that is the top seed not to be favored by at least one or two or three that I is mean, nuts. I get that's, it. I mean, that just that just lets you know that the, the fan, like whoever does those, really looks at the brand and says, "Well, NDSU is the nine time, you know, that, like that, that's totally what it is." Well, I, th- I think it's it's that it's North Dakota State being um, who they are in this this yeah. dynasty. But I think also it's okay. They they beat the the cats in overtime, but then USD, who is ranked three, you know, a three seed. They go in and just roll them, like they roll, make them look stupid. Yeah, you know, it was just like, oh my god, you do that, and that's going to turn heads. And they're going, okay, this team has no issues winning on the road, and they're rolling right now. And then the Grizz, who we were, you know, twenty-one point favorites or seventeen and a half, depending on which line. Yeah, we barely went in over, and we went in overtime. It's like, so that's I think that's the, the combination of all that stuff is what. Is causing it to us to be, you know, not favored for the Bison yeah. to be favored by a point and a half. So, well, it, it's just interesting, just because you look at USD, but that, that and I, and I haven't. I'm not going to be honest with you. I haven't watched South Dakota play, but l- watching that game, it looked like South Dakota shouldn't have been ranked like by a lot. It, that, there's, like, there's a clip that I shared on Twitter oh. of their D line, just the one that, just yeah. running through and trucking. The offensive line of USD. Now, a good friend of mine, uh, 
Brett Heidel pointed out that they need to get lower, and they do. They stood right up, and yeah. you know, North Dakota State had the leverage and just pushed them over. So I mean, but that, that's just it. Just felt like USD was off. I don't know. It's like yeah. I think almost like USD thought, well, we beat him earlier this year. We'll beat him again now that we're because they beat him in Fargo. Yeah. And man, they showed up and, you know, North Dakota State was just ready there and they just, wow. I mean, that's yeah. not what I expect. I don't think anybody expected them to beat him like no. that. No. I, I thought that they were, NDSU was going to win, but not like that. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. I thought they would win. <laughs> and I, and it, I hope they would win. Like, I want, oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's who I want to come in here. I mean, this is, this game's huge. Like I really yeah. thought when, when it was North Dakota state and they were winning, I thought for sure, oh, we're going to get the Friday night game again because it's Friday night and all that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it popped up. They, they kind of let it out early. They showed our game and it said ESPN, you know, Saturday two thirty. So I'm, I'm excited that it's a Saturday game at two thirty. So, well, and gives our know, extra day of rest. Well, you, you know, you, you always want to beat the best. And, like, I, I talked to a couple of my friends, and we've always wanted to dethrone the bison. You know, this year for them is is not, like, ordinary ones. They're still a very good team. They're still 11-3. Yeah. and three. They're still top four. Um, if you look at some of the things that they're, they, their team, they're still top top three, top four in the nation on, on a lot of statistics. Um, so – I was to be I was great. Rick Flair quote: "If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man." You know exactly, like, exactly, that's exactly right. And I think that's, yeah. that's what Bobby wants to do. That's what our team wants to do. Yeah, we all want. So heck yeah. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. That this is my uh, person to watch. Uh, Eli Gilman. You, you better watch that guy in this game. Well, uh, with with what he went through last game against Furman and exactly. uh, NDSU, uh, the past, if you want to go watch uh, an episode of ours, uh, watch the uh, Eli Gilman uh, interview that we did with him. Uh, this means this game means something for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you're going to see something. Well, and I hope I hope Eli uh, rewatches the ESPN footage of the Furman game. Yeah, because. Uh, they kind of were dogging him a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. A good game. Like, he's the Jerry Rice Award winner. Boy, they're really stuffing him back and stuff. And, and here's yeah. here's the other thing. Like, and I saw people throwing this out there all over like Facebook and other things. And I guess I'd love to hear from like the Furman fans' perspective on this. Mm-hmm. But to us, it sure felt like ESPN was in love with Furman. Oh I mean, yeah. Other than when they first, she's in the zoo crew. The rest of the time, she's talking to the sideline reporters, talking about how great Furman is. And yep. boy, she just was in love with Huff, it felt like. And, oh, yeah. and then even oh. like the, the guys in the booth, it just felt like, oh, Furman this, oh, Furman that, oh, Furman this. And it was like. But they were that way over, over with Delaware, though, too. Well, I, even not as much. Like, not I as much, but with Furman. Yeah. And it was just like, boy, it felt that way. So well, I guess my question is, is like, if any Furman fan wants to comment on this, <laughs> because maybe it's just my maroon glasses. This is the opposite to you. Do you feel like they were just Montana the whole time? And it's just, you know, because we love Montana so much that we, all we hear is their Furman talk the whole time. Well, so if, just, if, if you guys, if you guys want, there's a comment section on the YouTube and there's also, you know, you can comment to us uh, uh, via Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. But uh, yeah, a lot of the Furman fans, I think got, got us on YouTube. So, 
Uh, yeah. Definitely a, a spot for you to comment on there. <laughs> oh man, you want to go into this NDSU? Um, or you get last thoughts? The last, yeah, let's do some last thoughts in the Furman yeah. game. Um, like I, I'll admit, like when we went to overtime, well, two things, like uh, right there at the end, like the last thing I'm going, I'm like, so we, ha- you know, I was worried about like what happened with Idaho, Hayden Hatton. It's like he's their go-to. I'm like, okay, they're gonna throw it to that damn tight end who's like six eight. And yeah. sure enough, we're freaking, we're basically sacking Huff, and he's falling down, throws it up, and it was a beautiful pass. And yeah. that guy high points it. I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Well, isn't and he then, like six seven, six eight? Yeah, he's huge. I mean, that's huge. the basketball player from Ferris yeah. State. Yeah. Uh, so he knows how to high point. The guy's awesome. Like, I'm like, yeah. come in the NIL, come play for the Grizz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, come in the, the NIL. I mean, come, uh, come in the transfer portal, come play for us. Shoot. Um, and then, uh, I knew they were going to go for two. Like I was like, they're going for two. And I think we would have stuffed it right there. Oh yeah. Luckily for them, they were off sides and it pushed them back and they have to kick it. Cause I think that play goes on we stop it right there and it's over. So they go into overtime. And of course we don't win the freaking coin toss. We haven't won a coin toss like in eight games, I swear. Um, And so of course they go on defense first, but I mean, I was impressed with their offense. Clifton throws this amazing pass in the end zone for a touchdown. We go ahead and kick it through. And then I, I'm right there. I was like, okay, it's done. And I was like, I think our defense is just going to stuff them. And, boy, the defense was fired up. And oh, we yeah. stopped them and no penalties. And ball game. I mean, the cool thing, too, that whole crowd was so into it. You see the – usually when the guys are singing the fight song, the crowd's empty. And that crowd is there. Like, oh, the, everybody's the there. Stay in. Yep. No one left. I thought that was so cool. I hope that we get the same thing this weekend because then even more people, I think this weekend it's going to sell mm-hmm. out. Like, oh, I think so too. Well, just because it's it's two thirty on a Saturday, I think you're going to get people from um, all over Eastern Montana that can can make that. I've got a question for you on those things that you kind of mentioned. Sure. Were you done with your with yeah. your? Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. done. I'm just so, so 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 happy that we won. That's why I stayed up so late. Oh man, everybody. <laughs> so two point conversion, right? So they lined up uh, uh, offsides. Uh, we would have stopped that anyways. I think that's a bogus rule that they get to replay that down. Oh, I agree. For me, for me, it's if they are offsides on their two point conversion, it should just be done. Yeah. I think if if because you're rewarding bad behavior. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're saying you're saying, well, hey, well, you were offsides. Hey, have another chance at it. I think if you. It's something that they, I don't know. Well, they, 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 they let the, they kind of let the play run out. And I, the, the announcer yeah. said that. I bet Montana would wish they could just decline this right now. Exactly. It'd be over. But yeah, I think that's why they let you redo it is because, especially if they blow the whistles, it's like, oh, well, half the players probably stop playing or whatever. That's the, yeah. the BS behind it. So, so, so um, that kind of, kind of made me frustrated because I'm like, well, why are you rewarding bad behavior? Yeah. Something that, that maybe they'll, they'll check out, out next time. The coin toss, right? You mentioned the coin toss. Okay, hypothetical, right? Let's say we win that. We win the coin toss. Sure. What I already know what I think Hulk would do. What would you think he would have done? Oh, uh, he's gonna go on defense first. See, I don't think. I think so too. I think that would have been the wrong choice. Right. And and, and this I actually, is, I actually know the answer to this because he told us at QB Club. Okay. Um, so I'd love to talk about it, but we're not allowed to talk about okay. it. Okay. So, but this is just my thoughts on it. These are, these are, these are not anything from that. These are my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like, I, so he, he's told us exactly what he thought. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I'll, I okay. Can, yeah. 
It's yeah, later. Um, um, my thought thoughts on it are you just got scored on, right? They've got the momentum. They've got, you know, your your defense was just on the field. I would say, no, I'm not going to put my defense on the field. I'm going to get rest them up. I'm sure. going to get them um, to kind of see what, what we need. Well, I would put my I would put my offense out there. To that point, you get to pick what side of the field, too, if you do that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's if, – if I was the coach, that's what I would do. Uh, it, it might – I knowing – I don't know Bobby, but I know his, his – <laughs> His thinking, he probably would have done the opposite. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and it tells you, I mean, you think about it, this is why you always go on defense first because then you know what you have to do on offense. Yeah, that's why, yeah. that's why, like in overtime, that's what you should pick because then, like, if they score, you know what you have to do next. Yeah, so yeah, but um, there is one more thing I wanted to talk about in this game, yes. I almost forgot about and I just remembered. So, the, the junior Bergen catch in the end zone that he pinned the ball behind um yeah yeah a lot of people think like some people are like they i think it's a touchdown i i won that i don't think it was a touchdown and here's the reason why is if he's got it pinned and he goes down and then in the process of that because he left his feet and it was coming down it comes loose and then he pins it again because it came loose when he's on the ground that's why it's i don't it's not but but and this is, might be NFL, but a, the ground can't cause you to fumble it, right? No, the or ground. You have to you have to go through contact and have it, yeah. and then it's okay. As a okay. catch, because he was up in the air first. My understanding is because he jumped and left his feet. Yeah. Once you he catch it, you have to then come down the whole way, and because he was sliding out of bounds, and then let's go. So all of a sudden, he loses possession. He's out of bounds. Now, now, if he would have yeah. done that in bounds and let go, and then grabbed it back because it's above him. Yeah, touchdown. But the fact that he was out of bounds and that happened, all of a sudden that it's done. I still think they 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 should have called it a touchdown just because that would have been yeah. awesome freaking play. The thing and, was, and plus, was, and plus they didn't they couldn't they have called a, a pass interference because that guy was all over him. Uh, maybe I was just like, literally had to like catch it like. Well, I was surprised they didn't review it at all. Like, didn't yeah. feel like they even. Look, I mean, I thought it was worth them at least looking at it, but they didn't, which surprised me. So yeah. Um, the punt return. Um, so uh, for the, you those uh, out there, we had a death in the family, so we had a lot of family um, uh, at, at where we were watching it, and it, it was so loud on that punt return. Uh, <laughs> the kids were yelling, the parents were yelling, like everybody was yelling and jumping up and down. Uh, I'm pretty sure like the neighborhood was like, what in the world is going on? Um, man, that, that was a cool sight. Um, the snow that kind of kind of came off and on, uh, was super cool. Uh, one of those, you know, those games you probably won't forget, uh, like, you know, my at my app state game where I was at the semifinal game was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, but where would you put that game at? We're in the echelon of like playoff games. Hmm. You know, CELA would probably be high up there when they, they came back and well, uh, two race game. That one, or like, I mean, the, the South Dakota state game where Mark Mariani yep. let the come back. That's a big one. The app state one that you talk about. Um, yep. The one I you know, we we had that question. Our favorite one, Jimmy Ferris just posted his today yep. on Twitter again when he won it for us against App State in 2000. That's one of my favorites. 
Um, I mean, this is up there. I would say, I'd say it's in the top 10 for sure. Maybe even top yeah. top six or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's up there. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's a, I think this next weekend's could be up there too. Oh man. I mean, See, yeah. And to, it, I hope that it's not that close. Cause I don't think my body can deal with that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, I, my heart, I was, I, oh. I, I, had a, I should have a blood pressure cuff under that game. I'm sure it was just spiking through the roof. Oh Lord. I, I was not, it was not good. I was yeah. like, I was happy we won, but I was like, oh, thank gosh. It's over because I don't think I could have lasted very long. This is going to sound stupid, but, I mean, I still get super intense for the games like that. I was shaking after yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. It's just like because you just get so into it and stuff. Just so proud proud of our guys, the way they yeah. played, the way they yep. stepped up, got the win, you know. And, again, props to Furman. They, they came and they played their asses off. Like, they – they gave it. They both teams left everything on the field, and yep. big props to both teams for doing that because that's that's why it's like it's so cool to see FCS football on like the yeah. national stage in a game like yep. that. Like I was getting texts from people in North Dakota, Arizona, Wyoming, uh, the state of Washington, uh, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois. I think. Wow. I mean, just all the people watching it. I'm just like, oh yep. my god, you know, just. Yep. Holy cow! Look at your Grizz. What this? Is? I bet you're stressing out. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just amazed me all the eyes on it. So, um, another thing, I asked Sam. Uh, I was talking to Sam Herder, uh yesterday because I was trying to get the numbers for the TV. He said they yeah. don't come up till tomorrow. Is when they're oh okay. So he'll he'll probably post them because I was just curious. I was like, you know, I'm just wondering how we're doing, especially this week when we're not when we're the we're basically the only game at, besides mm-hmm. the Army Navy game. These were the games. And then you know, a yeah. Friday night game, it felt like there was a lot of people watching that game. A lot of people just love college football. So I was just – I'm curious to see where those numbers end up. And it sounds like Sam's going to post that probably uh, tomorrow whenever they come out. What do you think the number is for that Friday night game? Oh, man. Like, what did we have earlier this year when we played uh, – It was like 225, I think, for um, our last – for the Delaware, I believe it was. Well, no, I was thinking about the the earlier game we had this year where we had like a million people watching it. Oh, um, really? Oh, what was that night game we had? Was that Ferris, was not it? Ferris State. No, it wasn't Ferris State. Uh, Stack State. Yeah, it was. The, was it the Stack State game? The I Stack can't State remember. game. One of those games because we, we or we, in our uh, Idaho. Yeah, maybe it was Idaho. I think it was Idaho. The Idaho game. That's the one it was. Yeah, and we had like a million five or something. Like I mm. wouldn't be surprised if it's close to two million watching that yeah. game because it was the only thing in town. And I mean, like, I mean, Pat McAfee's watching it. You see all yeah. his tweets and stuff. I mean, like yeah. everybody's was watching that game because it's the only game in town. And only, yeah. I mean, Friday night football, man. Grand out there and people were enjoying watching football. And, yep. I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. I think this game could even trump that because it's oh, like, yeah. you got the Grizz and the Bison. So I, I, I would be surprised if it's not over a million. Um, yeah. I, I bet it was a million. That's why I, I think it was closer to probably two. I'm hoping, but I'll yeah. be excited to see when those numbers come out. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, and then it just lets ESPN know, you know, FCS football. There, there's a market for it, right? Um, and so, especially uh, Big Sky football teams and and even the SoCon, right, Furman? Uh, even even yeah. those guys can play some football. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely a props to them. So. Um, but yeah, we we've got we've got life in us, man. We've got we're gonna play another another week. We've got uh, 
the nine-time defending – or not defending, sorry, North Dakota State Bison. Uh, 11 and three guys, five and three in the conference. Um, you know, they've had some um, opponents uh, just to go down. I was like, I figured I was writing a book. Goodness gracious of how many, how many games they've played. They've played 14 games this year. Yeah. Um, Eastern Washington, they played in Minnesota, I believe. Uh, 35 yeah. is going to win. I think that was U.S. Bank Stadium where they played. That yep. Game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, played Maine, uh, 44 to seven win then played central arkansas and i believe it was like 49 31 i believe yep. it was pretty that's, pretty close yep uh played south dakota that was their first loss 19 to 24 which <laughs> we know they got back at it's um, hard to, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same year but oh my god they, they just yeah they showed them missouri state uh 38 to 10 and then that north dakota game right 24 to 49 which yeah. is just nuts. Which which is wild because Sack went in there and beat North Dakota. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, so, well, yeah. But you know, th- this next uh, couple of games, they they I think they just start finding their groove, right? Well, you know, uh, Western Illinois fifty two to seven. Western Illinois sucks this yeah. year. Murray State thirty eight to six. Another team that's not very good this year. South Dakota State they they lose, but sixteen to thirty three. Not too bad against the defending national champions, and it was um, in Brookings too. So, yep. And then these next games are are, are, are good ones, right? Southern Illinois, thirty-four to ten, right? And Southern Illinois is a playoff team. Yep. So. Uh, Northern Iowa, fringe fringe playoff team, uh, forty-eight to twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, really feel bad for them right now <laughs> with what's going on in their athletic yeah. department. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, which that's just nuts. Um, Drake, you know, the pioneer, I believe it's a pioneer league that 66 to three. I, uh, that one I throw out as a, I throw that one out too. Um, I mean, that's the Drake for making it, but I mean, it's like, that's just a different type of football that North Dakota yeah. State's playing. And yeah. Yeah. And then the neighbors, you know, 35, 34, uh, that, that was a, a really good game. You know, yeah. they, they showed some holes in that game and kind of showed where they could be defeated a little bit yeah uh, I agree. A, a chink in the armor right um and then this last game 45 to 17 against south dakota an absolute shellacking um but man so uh jumping back to that game against the neighbors real quick yeah so the you know they beat him by blocking the uh pat <laughs> at the end and so uh a friend of mine his name is john miller he lives here in, in Rapid City, also played for North Dakota State back in the day. And so him and I talk a lot about football and stuff. And he had the picture on his phone and he showed it to me of the kid. And he's got the laces on his arm. Because that oh my gosh, it, really it left the laces marks. And he said that he's gonna get it tattooed on him. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because it's like <laughs> like a six eight, you know, like third string offensive lineman. It's his like claim to fame blocking that. But the, I mean it, you could literally see the football laces. On his forearm, it was freaking cool. That so, is funny. That was, oh my that, gosh, that was a, a fun moment because I was. I mean, so I know there's people out there that were like, "Yeah, we want Grizz, you know, Grizz Cat too." I didn't. I'm like, I feel like this no. year the revenge tour year, mm-hmm. and we're on this revenge tour, and and North Dakota State's a team we need to get revenge on. They they nope. kicked our ass. Yeah, basically since we beat them with Stitt back in the day, 2015. Been, yeah, yep. they've been kicking our ass. Yeah, so. What an opportunity we have for them to come into Wagaris and for us to have the opportunity to beat them finally. 
I just, I'm so pumped about this. I am too. I, like Ric Flair, like you said, beat the best. You got to be the best. You got to beat the best, right? So, absolutely. So, uh, let's go into their, their season, guys. Uh, North Dakota State, you know, they're averaging 38 points, 38.8 points a game. Uh, here in this last end of it, they're averaging over 40. If you look at their, their games, um, that Drake game kind of <laughs> makes it go a little bit higher because it's yeah. 66 points. They're only allowing 19 points. Uh, you know, they, this is a really, really interesting stat. They have 103 points off of turnovers. It It, it, is, it is crazy. They have I, I over they lead the nation in turnovers right now. 21 interceptions. Um, yeah. It leads the nation. Uh, they also are top three in third down percentage. They're top three in red, red zone scoring, which I'll get to here in a little bit. But uh, rushing, right? They're w- really well balanced, guys. Uh, they run, they like to run the ball, and they do a lot of different things where they're going to put a guy on every head, right? And they're going to block you, and you're going to have one guy to um, that's open that can make the tackle. And if, if you don't, they're gone. Um, and this is, this is how they play. So they've got 241 rushing yards. Uh, they're averaging a little over five. Uh, a carry 201 yards passing um, opponents are only averaging 107 or 176 rushing 187 passing uh, kick return. They've got a good, a pretty good kick return 20.2 penalties. They're only averaging about 52. Uh, like I said, fit third down percentage. They're over 51%. Fourth down percentage. They're over 60%. Um, they've got 36 sacks on the year, um, so they're getting a lot of production there as well. Um, red zone, they're 60 of 64, 94%. Mm-hmm. Um, 45 of those 64 are touchdowns, so 70%. So um, one thing that's interesting, though, is opponent's red zone is 31 of 34. Oh. and. They are bend yeah, don't yeah, break, right? Yeah, they're, they're absolutely bend but don't break. Yeah, and they got eighteen of thirty-four for that are actually touchdowns. So, so you may be getting into the end zone, but you're not scoring touchdowns. That's going to be a key to this game. Is is when we're in there, we're not getting field goals. We're scoring touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, we have so. to. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, the other one that I had heard was that. Uh, for most of the year, the Bison have been scoring around ninety percent on their opening drive. Usually yeah, score. yep. So yep. that's that's a big one that we need to try to take away right away is not allow them to score on their opening drive because that'll kind of upset the apple cart for them a little bit. Um, well, and also another thing is is they're averaging about twenty two yards a kick return. So um, if they're not <laughs> not playing their cards right, they kick it to Bergen. It could be. Uh, Bergen touchdown for us. Well, that's go. that's what I know. So, like on their kickoff, they have the ability to kick it through the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. so yep. here's my here's my guess that because of what happened last week, we're not going to see them kick into Bergen on kickoff. They're probably just going to kick it through the end zone and play defense. Um, so let's talk about a little bit more special teams, though. There you go. One thing I did notice is on their their punt coverage, there's a lot of holes in it. They yes, don't they have the best punt coverage. And so the way our defense has been playing, if we can get them to punt, um, there's a really good chance we could see some really big runbacks or the way our team blocks and does a great job blocking, um, we could see some huge returns. I know that Montana State was doing a great job 
against them yeah. punt punt return. So that's one area that I feel like, especially in the special teams game, that we could expose is there's a lot of holes in that punt coverage. And the fact that you know Bobby focuses on that and our team takes pride in it, we could have some good opportunities to to, to either get really good field position or possibly see another score by, by junior. Exactly. I totally agree with that. So uh you know going to their 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 roster uh Luke Cam sure. Miller, right? They're their quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. 199 of 267. He's got 25, a little over 2,500 yards this year. 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's averaging about 180 yards of uh, throwing. You know, he doesn't get too much. You know, he's a, he's a pretty decent passer. Yeah. I think he's improved since last year that we've played him. Um, because I was I was kind of going off of that reference, and so he's improved in that area. You know, he gets his carries on. You know, he's like the second leading rusher on their team, right? Yeah. He's got 128 carries for 645 yards, averaging five, uh, over five yards a carry. He's got 13 touchdowns on the year with running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that they do some packages with their backup quarterback as well. Yeah. Where that Cole Payton, you know, he's only thrown at the ball 27 times. I think he's 18 to 27 for 289. Yeah. He's in. It feels like they're more running. He's more yeah. of that running threat. But yeah, he's um, got seventy-seven carries for five hundred and seventy-three yards. He's over seven a carry. He's got twelve touchdowns this year with just running the ball. So yeah, they're trying to bust that big play with him a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, big running play. But getting back to that Cam Miller, just watching the film on him. I mean, yeah. the thing I said was, you know, he's he's a very efficient passer from what I saw. Yep. Like he he takes care of the ball and puts it in the right place. And so one of the things I wrote down, too, is we got to put pressure on him. Yeah. If we can pressure him, but at the same time we're doing that, we need to keep containing the pocket and keep him in the pocket and just collapse that pocket. Yep. We can't let him run out because that's he loves to get on the run he and loves to do run yep. the ball. And so that's, again, kind of like the Bozeman QBs and some of the other QBs we've faced yep. against Idaho, containing him and then hitting him and yep. hitting him and hitting some more. Because I don't think he's too used to getting hit too much. And so if we can bang him up a little bit, that could definitely affect his game and be a benefit for us. So Exactly, exactly. You know, their their bread and butter is running the ball, and, and they've got a really good back. Uh, Tameric Williams, 113 carries, 715 yards, averaging over six yards a carry, uh, eight touchdowns, uh, averaging 51 yards. He, he's very patient, and then he's gone, right? Um, and so uh, a very good back. They also have a wide receiver, Raja Nelson, that they use sometimes as well. Uh, he's got 52 carries and 286 yards with two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, you've got Cam Miller running the ball, Tameric Williams running the ball. you got Cole Payton running the ball. Uh, one thing that we're going to have to really make sure is the big plays, right? We were a little susceptible of the big plays the last game. The, the big plays – are going to be these wide receivers, right? Yeah. They've got two wide receivers that are <laughs> that are pretty good. Zach Matha- um, uh, Mathis. Yep. He, he's like six six or six seven. Yeah, num- number zero. So here's what, when I when I watched him play. Here's what I wrote down about him. I said Zach Mathis. I go, he's tall and he has a large catch radius. Like his catch yeah. radius, like he catches the ball yeah. all over the damn place. <laughs> not be accurate because of the fact of his catch radius being so big. He's yeah. He's very talented, and so like like I wrote down, our DBs are going to need to contain this guy. Like exactly. we have on this guy because he has such a big catch radius. He's number yep. zero. 
is is who you'll be watching out there. Is, is Mr. He's got forty five receptions, six hundred and fifty one yards, and six touchdowns. But go ahead. No, I was I mean, the guy is just good, and I saw another thing I wrote down was we can't give up the big play. We got to do our assignments and stuff on him. I mean, just we just have to got to stay with this guy. We can't yep. you know, let him get out there. And that's so like the big plays watching against Ferris. I'm not Ferris. Sorry. <laughs> against Furman, those big plays they had, they were breakdowns in our defense. Guys not yeah. doing rewatching the film. It was like, oh, someone, someone many missed their assignment or went the wrong direction or got caught up here. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if they would have done normally what we do, they wouldn't have broke those plays. So, again, it's going to be really on defense doing their 111th, making sure that they're not giving up that big play, especially to this fella, because they're going to be looking for him when it's like they're looking for a big play, like especially when they get in, you know, their whole thing on offense is like, let's run the ball on first down, but get mm-hmm. it. Through. It's like second and two, second and yep. three. And that's where they want to bang that big play. And yeah. that's when we got to watch out for number zero. And I'm sure the other guy you're going to talk about is probably 13. Yep. He's the one that yep. jumped on the page. The true, the true freshman. I didn't know he was a true freshman. He's a true like, freshman. I was like, who's Eli- 13? He's the other guy that's jumping out at me right now. So. Eli Green, 40 receptions, 779 yards, two touchdowns. Pretty sure if, if, if uh, North Dakota State does not get him back this year, he might be going somewhere uh, because – uh, he's oh. electric, man. He is downright electric. He's speedy. He's got really good hands. Yeah. Uh, and he's really dynamic. Good. He's really good at high point in the ball. Doing oh, that. yeah. He, lost things like that. he goes yeah. way up and it times it perfectly. So that's another one. We got to just stay on him. And, and yeah. like, I think too, if both 13 and zero, if we get the chance to like, you know, bang him up a little bit and mm-hmm. put the, yep. put the, you know, the pads to him. I think that could help us a lot too, because then all of a sudden, instead of having this, oh, I can catch you anywhere, you're gonna you're gonna hear little footsteps and be watching a little bit, and so that yep. that that could help us a lot. Well, and you mentioned it, Luke. It's something that I, I was gonna mention a little bit earlier, but North Dakota State does not like to be play from behind no. uh, with with scoring and also the chains, right? So they like to run the ball on first and second down, yep. and then they like to have it. Sh- third and short, right? It opens up the playbook. When they don't, they, they feel rushed. The quarterback is a little bit rushed and he tries to, you know, run outside the pocket. And then that's where you get those long throws. And um, they really throw a lot of the balls to the side, the sideline. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because they're afraid of the accuracy or, or, or whatnot, or just not getting rid of the ball. But I think a lot too, of their throws are the, the sideline. They're hoping that you're running man out there. Yeah. And they can catch you the one-on-ones. They're really wanting to get both zero and thirteen in one in man coverage in one on one. And if they think they can get man, so like if we're running man free or just you know manning up out there and it's second, you know, and they're in front of the change, they're totally gonna go after these guys for that big play. Yeah. They love that yeah. big play opportunity. But to your point, if we can keep them behind the chains all day, like yep. we have been on some of these teams, we you know, we started doing that deferment, and that's what kind of Cause them as we yep. did against the cats too. And that really yep. helped. So if we can use that same, same thing to do that, it's going to help us a ton. Um, I'll let you keep going. I want to talk. Yeah, about, no, we're, we're going to keep talking about the offense. I want to talk about the offensive line and what our D line can do to stop those guys too. So, well, and you mentioned, you know, the, the, the neighbors, right? Yeah. I see that kind of a game plan kind of working for this team too. And it's not going to be the same game plan, but what we did with, the neighbors. I think something like that could help. Um, like this team, they have 
and I'm not trying to diss on the neighbors, but their wide receivers are better than the neighbors. I'm just going to say that, that they're, they're more talented. They're more athletic. They're, they're just bigger. Um, and so I think that's something that's going to throw a wrench in that is just that they have something else that we have to kind of look out after. Um, and so, and then, you know, their tight ends are big too. Um, and they try to get them involved as well. Uh, so they even like will line up some of their linemen in the tight end position. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's yeah they do they do a lot there like yeah yeah and that they 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 might have six or seven linemen on the on the on the yeah, line they will with, the, with their tight ends you know yeah, but they love to shift them back and forth they do mm-hmm. a lot of like personnel changes trying to mess you up so that you get they're just basically trying to confuse the, confuse the defense so that you're not sure who your assignment is and that's when they can get that big play too because you're yeah they're messing with you but the good thing is is we got the film and our guys are working on that stuff. Yeah. So that we won't we won't be caught off guard. Well, and and one of the things that I think you're going to get to too is with NDSU, usually that their their line uh are all Americans and and they're good. I'm not I'm not saying that they're not good. They're they're good. But considered to other NDSU teams, it's not like, oh man, this is a, a well, we're not going to get to them. This I isn't that, that 2019 team. No. Like four guys in the NFL and like, yeah, this yeah. is that team. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that the, our speed on the side, uh, Hayden Harris is really playing a really good game. Riley Wilson's really playing a good game. I think that we can kind of beat them on the on the ends a little bit with our speed. Yeah, Harris is looking really good. Like he's yeah. had, he's he has come into it, is understanding the defense and playing playing some of his best football right now. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's get into the, the, that offensive line a little bit and, and, and tell us what you see. And uh, even though they like to, you know, 74 or whatever likes to hold a lot. Yeah. So number, <laughs> number, number 74 holds on every play. Um, it does. Every single play. Uh, and it's not even hidden very well. No, it, that takes them down. If, if you watch, <clears throat> their whole offensive line holds. And every good offensive lineman will do that. They grab you inside the pads and they hold. Yeah. And if you keep your hands in there, and keep the guy going forward. They're not going to usually call it, call the offensive line on that. Yeah, but this guy holds all the time, and like just times, it's just egregious. And I'm going yeah. now. They did call him in the in the game against the neighbors. They called him twice out on. Yeah. It. but the guy, um, he holds every play, and he's kind of a dirty player. Like he he's taking cheap shots after the play. If you watch him, he's I don't I'm not a fan of that guy at all. Yeah, and I just just the way he plays, I don't agree with it. Um, but the whole offensive line as a whole, as a whole, really holds a lot. Now, one thing I noticed watching these guys a lot: if your defensive line does a lot of stunts, these guys don't do well against that. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that we're good at is stemming before the play, moving around, and then doing stunts. We're pulling. When I say a stunt, that's like where Gubbs might pull around and go to the outside, and then Wilson might come in the center. Or, or Harris might come around or, you know, that we're stunting the line back and forth. And that's the one thing yeah. I noticed watching their offensive line is that when we do, when, when other teams did stunts, they seem to struggle more Yeah, um, because they're wanting to be so aggressive and going after everybody. And so I think the more stunts that we do and things like that and confusion, it might help confuse them and allow us to, you know, get through there and get to the, especially on pass plays, get to the quarterback, but it also might screw up their run game too, because they're so used to, doubling up on people and if we're able to sneak around because of our speed and stuff that could throw a wrench in their run game too well and i i think that you know it, those people that 
watched the game, they saw we got Henry Noose back um, yeah. against the Furman game. And we are running a lot of the 4-2, even without even a down linebacker. We had Noose and, and Gubner in there. So I think we, we might do a lot of mo- more of those stunts well, with Gubner and Noose as well. I think we're going to. And then the other thing I said, if we have to have good use of our hands. Like, yeah. Because the fact that they're going to try to hold us, yep. D-line and DNs and linebackers, you have to use their hands real well to slap their hands down. But yep. if we do that, like that's one thing our na- the neighbors did well on is they were using their hands good and getting them down. And I think our defensive line is better than the neighbors. And I think that yeah. our guys are more talented where they can do that. And if we can do that, we're going to make that offensive line's day not very fun. And yeah. if you make it that way, they'll start getting after each other. And it's going to be a long day for them. So that's really what we have to do. Well, and I, I just think that the getting off blocks too, like the, this is a team where if you do not get off blocks very well, it's going to be a long day, right? You're going to be, they're, they're going to hold you. They're going to, you know, do what they can to get, get that running lane uh, where it's one-on-one and, and you're, you're done. Well, uh, that's and, the key. you just said, get off those blocks. Yeah. If we can get off. That's going to show the holding. Like yep. if we get off of there, if you just sit there, they're going to hold you all day and they're never going to call because it, it looks like they're just blocking you real well. Yep. So we're going to have to have lots of movement. Like you say, get off because yep. that's when you'll see that hold. hold and it's yep. so egregious that they're going to start calling them on it. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Um, the other thing that this offensive line does is pull pulls a lot. Uh, one of their favorite plays is they're actually going to run counter to one side. And it they try to get the whole defense to wash that way. And then they got the wide receiver coming back the other direction. Yep. Everybody's committed this way. So our linebackers are going to have to do a great job because usually you key like the guards and stuff and watch them pull over and you're like, okay, the ball's going that way. And then all of a sudden they got to go in the other direction. So they run some of this misdirection stuff. Now the cats did that a lot too. Yeah, they did. So I think that's going to help prepare us for that. And so we just have to make sure that we stay home again. We've said this a bunch, do your one eleventh, do your job. Don't get caught up on, Oh, I think it's this when you, you know, you know, your job is to stay here. So yeah, guys do their job. We're going to, I think we're going to be fine and help keep the running backs contained, the wide receivers playing running back contained and all that. Well, and, I, I, and you really can't look at this, but like you look at the neighbor game last, uh, not this year, but last year we got killed. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just how better we played uh, against them this year. Um, I think that the, the defensive strategy that we have this year is just way better in, in how it's being implemented that this team that beat us by, what was it like? Wasn't it wasn't like 21 points last year. Yeah. It well, was close till the third quarter until we yeah, got, that's what I was, know, I was just going to so. say that this team last year, we were there at halftime Yeah, yeah. in Fargo and we were, yep. we were in much worse shape last year. Like, we Oh, were, we were, I mean, we were just, yep. oh, my goodness. And so, we're in much better shape this year, much healthier, yeah. and they're playing. And we're at home. I mean, the you know the things the the stars are aligning for us, and we you know we've been wanting these guys, and so I just I feel like we're going to be ready for them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I'm not at all at all saying no. Know, it's not going to be easy. You know, beat them by fifty or something. I I I know we can win, but we have to play our best game to yeah. our assignments, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball. We just got to do our jobs. And we because the, this out. team doesn't this team doesn't beat themselves. Yeah, uh, a championship caliber team. They don't beat themselves. Uh, you're gonna have to play your best. So yeah. Well, and so like another thing I was when I was watching them, you know, you're talking about that QB number nine Cole Payton, his running game. 
a lot of times I notice too, the teams that blitz them really disrupt them. Mm-hmm. Um, it can help yes, disrupt the, the run, the, the QB run game too. But the key is when we're blitzing, we still have to contain that pocket because yeah. where they were, they've hurt teams though, is when you're blitzing and you're running man and all of a sudden the QB gets out and there's just yeah. nowhere in the center and they're getting this huge game. Yeah. So we're going to have to have, you know, you know, one high safety or even two helping out there. But I still think by blitzing, we could really cause some havoc back there. And then again, like you said, get them behind the chains. That just throws off their whole game plan and how that they like to, you know, dominate the game is staying ahead of those chains and, you know, just keep it rolling like that. And if we can disrupt that, man, our defense can have a good day. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, as well, let's look at their defense. Uh, yeah. Like we said earlier, 21 interceptions, 36 sacks, 75 tackles for loss. Uh, you know, their, their leading tackler is Cole Wisniewski. Uh, 80 tackles. He's got two tackles for loss. He's the interception leader, eight interceptions. Um, always seems like he's, you know, knows where the ball is, right? He just has a knack for knowing where the ball is. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Cop, 78 tackles, three tack- three and a half tackles for loss, three interceptions and one fumble recovery uh, or forced fumble. Um, they've got Sam Jung, 63 tackles, two, and a- two tackles for loss, three interceptions. Uh, but the guys that I, I'm kind of looking at are Dylan Hendrickson, right? Uh, numbers. I believe he's 95, I believe. He's the defensive line. Yeah, he just came back. He's he's one that I have starred. Yeah, he's, he just came back from injury and kind of um, solidified that defense a little bit. He's only got 40 tackles, but 10, 10 and a half tackles for loss, six yeah. and a half sacks. He's that enforcer in that defense. Um, so, so here's my notes from him from watching yeah. him. I was like, this guy keeps great contain and is an extremely tough player. Like this guy is yeah. super tough. Oh, he and is. I wrote lives in the backfield. Like he blows up your line and is yep. in the backfield all the time. Like this dude. He, he reminds me of Governor and what and how yeah. he does that. He's just just there and he's exactly. always there. He's there, Gubs. Yeah, he is a dude and yeah. he's a force to be reckoned with that we have to pay attention to. Like we need yeah. to contain this guy. Well, and just to think that this guy, he's just now 100% and he's been playing hurt. or And I don't know how many games he's played, yeah. uh, but from the sounds of it, he's been kind of injured a lot of the season and this has gotten kind of healthy. He doesn't uh, look injured anymore. Like No, he, he does not. He looks full go and he's dangerous. So we yeah. got we to gotta contain that guy. Um, and then the other guy that, that has a lot of the sacks as well is that Jake, I'm going to say his last name, Kaven, K- Kava. Kava, four, yeah, Kava, yeah, Kava. 54, number fifty-four. Yep, yeah. uh, thirteen tackles for loss, seven sacks as well, forty-five tackles on the year. Uh, th- those are the two guys that have a lot of the sacks. Um, but man, they are so they're, that, they're good defense. Yeah, that guy fifty-four too. I was like, my notes on him after watching him play a bunch. I was like, he's a great run stopper. He's yep. great stopping the run. The other thing he does really well is he sets the edge. He stay, yeah. stays home. He never overcommits. He does his job and sets the edge super well. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, we can we can use that. I mean, we're going to watch mm-hmm. that. Cliff and, and Eli are running plays. That's what they're looking for is how what's he going to do, and then we do the opposite sort of thing. Yeah. So there's an opportunity for us. But 
that 54, I mean, I just wrote down really good. Like between him and 95, they were the two that really jumped off the page. Oh, yeah. Uh, before I mean, 43 is supposed to be pretty good too, cop or cap. cop. Yep. Yeah. Cop, yep. He doesn't jump off the page quite as like these no. two. Like these two no. guys, I was just, and maybe it's because I watched, I really pay attention to the lines. You know, all the time. No, they 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 jumped off to me as well. Okay. That's why I kind of said it. like they they definitely you know who they are. <laughs> they're, they're the different makers, and those two yeah. are the two. If we can stop ninety five and fifty four and contain yeah. those two guys, we're gonna have a pretty damn good day. Exactly. Um, that, but those two, oof, yeah, they're they're good, and then what they like to do too, like we do that D line, is stem around a bunch. They like to jump yeah. around to try to confuse you where they're gonna be, and so like right before the snap goes. You think they're here? Boom! They're going to jump over Switch. here, yep. and they're quick. They got good, quick twitch. They're 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 really good, really good defenders. So we got to take care of that. And the other thing that 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 I notice is they will do corner blitz. Number yeah. twenty's got a few sacks where, especially on your blind side, they're going to send him. He tries to time it, and he's good at it. Yeah. Uh, so that's another one we're going to have to watch out our backs and stuff. We're going to have to watch. Or if like Cliff sees it, that's when you're on the hot route. I mean, it's open. Right there, but you got to see it because he's quick. So, yep. another thing we got to watch out for. Yeah, it, it, this defense—it's it, not like uh, North Dakota State's defense, where I, I feel like the middle is not something that they're strong in. Like their linebackers' core is is not necessarily the strong point. It's more the defensive line, and they're they're intercepting a lot of passes because I think they're getting a lot of pressure from that defensive line. So I think the middle is something where we can kind of take advantage of with our run with McDowell, kind of like, kind of like what we did against Furman, right? We couldn't get the run going, but man, McDowell just ran through the middle and, and had those big runs. If we can get McDowell going and then get Eli Gilman going in the middle, uh, I think that's going to open up everything else as well. So, we didn't talk about this before. No, we didn't. <laughs> I was like, I wrote, okay. So that was the one thing watching them. I was like, okay, if I think Cliff running the ball is going to be huge, especially yeah. Cliff running in the A gap. Um, yep. Or like running counter. I think that should work well too because we get that movement and that center of the field is where it's open generally. So I yep. think I think our QB run game with Cliff could be the X, pack, X factor. Yep. Um I've said this to a few different people. He reminds me of like our version of Cam Newton in a way. When oh yeah, Auburn. That's what because yep. he's such a big player and a force. When he gets to running, people can't stop him. No, uh, and you know fifty four ninety five. They mainly play the edge is where we're yeah. seeing them on the D line. So that center of the D line is where we could possibly take advantage of them. We could run double teams, and and get Cliff to go. Yeah. So and then again, Eli too. Like I think Eli and Osmo. It's that up, not so much the side because they're really good at containing the outsides. But I think yep. it's that a gap run game, up which yep. is what you know North Dakota State is notorious for. I think we could beat them at their own game, beat them with that a gap run game. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it, that that just kind of like threw me out there because just because their linebackers are usually really good, and, and this year you know they're, they're they're good, but they're not as good as they used to be. So right. well, um, something, and then like in their DBs, like the one thing I noticed too, like. MBS route and you will run it, it'll move into this like one height safety look. And when mm -hmm. they do that, the center of the field's wide open, like it is yeah. wide open. And like fonts, white, bergen, like those routes that we're running, we could be wide ass open. I mean, I think yeah. passing game too. So if we can establish that run and get them to really start committing the box and they're going to run that one high safety, man, we can hit them over the top for big plays. Yep. And again, 
beat them at their own game, beat them with the big play and stuff. I think exactly I feel like we could do that. I think there, there's there's holes. I mean, they're they're a really good stout team. Yep. But there is places that we could expose and beat them and win this game. I definitely definitely agree. So, uh, any last thoughts on their defense, Luke? Um, I, like I said, they're damn good. Um, we got to watch for that one high safety look. If they give us that, I think hopefully run an RPO or we can check off and burn them on it because burn them on it. And they give us that the, that pass over the middle is going to be open. But they're again, they're that bend but don't break defense. They're going to oh, yeah. give you stuff, but they're yep. they're you know that's that that's their. They were kind of mantras, this bend but don't break. So they kind of remind me of us in a little they, effect, yeah. kind of like like where we, we kind of bend don't break. I think we're a little bit more um, uh, better this year than we were last year. Last year we were really bend don't break. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that it, it, it kind of gets you excited. Not to say that the NDSU, it, you know, we were, we're confident in that we we can beat them or or anything like that. But it just looks like. like Hey, there's some things, especially going from that Furman game where our wide receivers were, excuse me, blowing past uh, Furman's uh, DBs. Yeah. Something that that we didn't get taken advantage of. No, there was, there was that, we missed them. I mean, there, yeah. was, there was places guys were wide open that we could have yeah. touchdowns, and we just I made the wrong read, um, yeah. which is fixable, which yeah. I think can be fixed. And if we yeah. see that this week, oh man. And it's, it's just, it, it, the one of the things that it's going to be kind of key is is just how our offensive line kind of handles it, right? That's the uh, area that kind of just alarms me yeah. um, a little bit, just because with who we have and and you know up to this point, you know we've been pretty healthy, uh, which is a a nice thing to have. Uh, yeah. But you just don't know how that's going to affect us. So yeah, I don't. And then we talked about the splits. I'll be interested to see because I think we're going to go back to those bigger splits. Yeah, and we'll do that until we see what North Dakota State decides to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think wh- where I think it could help us is by doing those. It's going to move fifty four ninety five out farther, out farther. Yeah, really going to help us with that a gap run game. I think. Yeah, and so like my my, I'm just going to talk about this. My keys to the game on offense is like yeah. that a gap run game, and then watch them for that. You know, one high safety look. If they give us those two things, I think those are the two things we can expose. Yep. Help us move the ball and score and possibly like, like beat them at their own game, get those big plays, which if we can get them playing from behind. Yep. And again, on defense, if we can get through the quarterback and contain him and get them not getting those big plays and stop their run game where they're playing behind the chains, that's the key to win. And yep. then on special teams, taking advantage when we stop and make a punt oh flipping the field where bergen's doing his bergen thing and everybody's you know tweeting out there junior effing bergen because he's <laughs> bergen time bergen time yeah, exactly <laughs> so that's those are my keys what, what do you got uh really oh, i've got four of them so uh control the line right that it starts there and that means both both, both ends i think that uh, defensively, I think that we can take advantage of, of their offensive line. Uh, and then offensively, I, I think we need to make sure that we protect the quarterback and, and truly use our running game. And then, like you said, uh, expose their, their safeties and expose their DBs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we cannot turn over the ball. No. Uh, this 
especially when passing, this team likes to turn over the ball. They like they're really good at interceptions this year. Twenty-one leading the nation. Uh, we just can't we can't kill ourselves that way. And Clifton's been good at protecting the ball. That pick yep. that he threw this last game, him and Bergen were not on the same page. No, it was a double. Clifton double thought he was running into the flat, and Bergen was running it up the field. I think. Yeah. And so whoever I'm not sure who was right, who was wrong, yeah. but they both weren't on the same page, and that's what caused that pick. Yep. That guy really didn't jump that route. Actually, Bergen faked the hell out of him. He ran a great route. Yeah, and faked him, and the guy went back, and then but Clifton just he threw the flat because he thought Bergen was going to be cut back to the flat. So I don't know if Bergen faked them both out, but <laughs> that's what happened. And otherwise, I mean, Cliff has been doing a great job protecting the ball, yes, and, and not making the stupid. Mean, like when you see him throw it away, it's because he's being smart. Yeah, like I know certain fans are like I'm sure they're going throw it. Come on, no, he's being smart with the ball, and if it's not yep. there, he's not going to throw it. So exactly. that's going to benefit us a lot because Clifton usually is really smart with the football. Exactly. Uh, my next one is win on third down. So to be able to win on third down, you've got to do the, the dirty work in the first and second. Uh, and we've said this already, guys, you know, they don't like third and long. Um, and so if you guys can get, if we can get them in a third and long situation and do the dirty work on the first and second down, uh, that's going to pay dividends for us. And it's going to probably get us some uh, some turnovers as well, where they're going to make those mistakes on those third and longs. Um, and then just made make that third down long, you know, uh, get into their head. Make, make sure that 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 quarterback uh, Miller really does not want to play. Right. Yeah. And we've done that with a couple of guys. And let's make sure that we kind of test the the strengthness and the the, the tenacity of, of his consciousness, right? Yeah. If of, we of can, how he's going to play. If we can hit him and hit him some more and take the football out of him. Yeah. Oh my god, that could I mean that that could make this game flip big time. Big and fast. Real big. quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So those are those are my keys of the game. Um yeah, this game's going to be interesting. It, it, it's I'm excited so, for it. <laughs> In in my opinion, watching them, this is the best football team we've played all year. Like I th- I think this is going to be the best team that we've played. Not, we just yeah uh, yeah okay they had their flubs earlier in the year. We did too against yeah. NAU, yep. but they're playing their best football. Um, I feel like we're close to playing our best football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I this could be just like a battle royale this weekend. I mean, it's I think yeah. this is going to be some special football that we're going to get to watch. Exactly, uh, Grizz Nation. Make sure. I know I, tickets are available, so make sure that if you have season tickets, make sure you get them. Um, and then if you don't, if you can't make it, give them to someone that's a Grizz fan, um, yeah. because we don't want those getting out to the public. Where no, because I think I think they're releasing them. Isn't it here in a couple of days where they're going to be releasing to so everybody? Yeah, I, I looked it up. Wednesday they'll release them to everybody. So if okay. you're a season ticket holder, you have the chance to buy them right now. And there's a big push where if you can't use them buy them there's a bunch mm-hmm. of people that are already posted on like the montana grizzly fan pages on twitter that are yeah. asking for tickets so if you're a season ticket holder and for some reason you can't go to this game yeah buy your tickets and sell them to these people or just exactly. work it out with them be like yeah i'll get my tickets you can have them yeah. there's already people posting because what we want is to get as many grizz fans packed in there as possible yeah. so what we don't want happening because the tickets are pretty inexpensive 35 a piece yeah this is the crap that that happened last week with the bison i mean shame on usd for their play their their, their pass for being playoff i mean come on <laughs> anybody can figure that out 
what they did is they bought a bunch of tickets, even though they couldn't go, so they're so that other USD fans couldn't buy and help keep their stadium empty. Yeah, and they already put a thing out there. These Bison fans going, let's do the same thing to the Grizz, even if you can't go buy tickets so their stadium's empty. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's not that let that happen. No season, we have nineteen thousand season ticket holders around yep. there. Yep. Buy those tickets, sell them to other Grizz fans. Yep. Don't let any Bison come, and then if you can't. Let's say you get a season ticket holder. Pretend this is a, the biggest rock concert you've ever want to go to. Be on your computer, ready to click and get tickets as fast as you can when they go on sale on Wednesday. Exactly. So that, <clears throat> so that we're filling that stadium and not a bunch of freaking Bison fans. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know about that because it, it, it's important. Uh, you, you can kind of see the players as well. Um, I know Braxton Hill. I know Jenna Caro. Caro's um, tweeting about it. Yeah. Just just get your tickets, man. It, it, it does definitely help. If you have a – this is going to be an ESPN2 game, so it's another game where we're going to have the spotlight. There's no other football going on. Uh, th- this is going to be a spotlight game for the university, for our football current program. Let's make sure we, we have a maroon out uh, where it, all you see is maroon. You might see a couple of yellow, yellow or green yeah. specks, but uh, it's all – it's loud and – that that's something where I think uh, it could affect that offensive line, right? Well, I think just definitely. the loudness of it, and um, I think that could that could affect it. So this year, their crowds have been down. Like yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're not getting, they're not selling, you know, the Fargo Dome out, and yeah. so kind of like the last time they were here, I was yep. there, and that place was rocking. We had yeah. Musburger up there, and Jesse. Wouldn't Paul it be sweet if he was there? Man, I was Musburger. Like, Burger both back to call this man it does it deserves it that would be all the smoke everything but we had so many grizz fans there were some bison fans there but it was just you'd see a yellow here a green there it was mainly grizz fans and that place was rocking yeah scored that last touchdown i was sitting in the south ends and running boom that place was so freaking loud it was going nuts that's what we need again we need that exactly super loud i mean we've been getting twenty thousand. let's get let's let's break a record again yeah, you know, let's let's yeah. get everybody there. It's a Saturday game. If you're coming from Ekalaka or Sydney or Haver or Glasgow, Haver, down yep. there, you yep. know, Eureka, everybody, wisdom, get yep. down there, go to the freaking game. Let's do it. If you're from out of state, all those Spokane Grizz fans, come across the Spokane. Let's get you yep. over there. I mean, everybody, all of you out of northern Idaho, those people. I mean, yeah, players, everybody, go. Let's go. You know, everybody need everybody there. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good one. Uh, you want to do predictions now yeah. and then go into fan questions? Or, or yeah. you want to update on, on the bracket? Uh, let's do predictions first. Okay. Then I'll do the bracket, and then we can go to questions. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Um, so I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, I say 28-24, Grizz. Holy shit. What? I have the same score. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I have the same exact score. Oh, my gosh. That's never happened. <laughs> Yeah, I've had it written down all day. So, uh, again, the Versus app has us ranked at two now. They moved us up uh, after our Herman win. But Versus has the Grizz losing 24 to 28. Really? Yeah, and so I actually wrote my score down before I looked at Versus or anything. I was looking at all their scores and wrote down uh, Grizz 28-24. And it's the opposite of theirs. That's the only thing I told you. Flip-flop. I cannot believe you did that. So, if you can see That's crazy. And I don't have the versus app, and I I have not well, looked. I no, wrote it I down. I, I told I told I told Luke that I'm like I better go first because 
I just wrote my down before we got on the pod. So, uh, wow. Yeah. 28 We're both in the same wavelength. I mean, that's – so to speak to that, uh, Montana Sportsbook came out. I've seen two different ones. One of them had Bison favored by half a point. Okay. Another one has them favored by one and a half. And then the over under 49 and a half. Oh, okay. So we're right there too. Huh. Um, I always like to take the over in college football. So I do too. Yeah. Uh, I do. I think it's going to be a really close game. Um, not really high scoring because of the defenses and stuff. I mean, of course, we could be way off and it could be like 49 48 or some shit yeah. like that. But I don't think it's going to be like that. Um, the other thing too that I think is an advantage for us the Bison don't play outside. No, they don't. Yeah, they're from Fargo, North Dakota. It's cold as hell there all the time, but they play in the nice confines of the Fargo yep. Dome. And the, don't they have a practice facility as well? They do. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, they got all the nicest stuff. Yeah. <laughs> here, it's going to be outside. Now, it's not going to be super cold. I think it's supposed to be like in the 30s, low 30s for the game and stuff. And it's not supposed to snow, but hey, it could. It could, but yeah. That's, they're not used to playing outside either. So yeah. um, there is a bunch of kids on their team from North Dakota who are used to playing in the cold, but same time they got a bunch of kids from down south and all over the place that don't play outside practice outside and all that yeah this whole week they're practicing inside the fargo dome so yep. that's going to help us the noise the environment of Wagger is that place is going to be just bumping oh it's going to be a scene it's going to be can't wait man can't wait um okay so let me get into my fcs fight on montana bracket challenge there we go for everybody for playing um so, so awesome. this week in the quarterfinal round, we had three people that got all the games right. Only three. Um, there was a lot that only had two right, like including myself. Like there, there was. Like, <laughs> I probably got only two right as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you too. A lot of us had like the Grizz and South Dakota State. It was the other two games that people didn't get right. But the two people or the three people that had correct uh, answers for quarterfinals were Mark Robertson had all four games right. Nice Sam, Whitehead. Sam Whitehead Sam. had all four games right. Nice. And Sheridan Jones had all four games right. Sheridan so, Jones? Yep. Nice. Yep. So, surprise, surprise, they're all right there in the in, close to the the, uh, the top. So, okay. in first place with 66 overall points right now, we have Mark Robertson. In second place with 65, one point behind, we have Sam Whitehead. And in third place is Shane Eddington. Uh, okay. Uh, he got three out of the four this week, but he had a perfect bracket the week before and seven right the oh, first wow. round. So he's wow. been doing well each round. Uh, and uh, in fourth, I'll just tell fourth since they want to know. He had 66, 65, 63. Well, in fourth, Sheridan Jones has 62. And I want to say, yep, uh, Jake Orvis also has 62. So they're okay. just right there. So we still are really close. Neck and um, neck. Again, semifinals, each correct answers were 16 points for a total of 32. And then, of course, your national championship winner pick, if you get that correct, is 32 points. So that could be the big, the big, big one that pushes people uh-huh. over here. Or bring someone back from the from the, the dead. Never know. <laughs> this won't be over until after January 7th, whenever you know the national championship, but whenever that is, because as much as I'd like to say everybody picked the Grizz, not everybody picked the Grizz. No, no. So we did have we did have a few that picked other teams. Yeah. So, um, hey, well, we so so appreciate you you playing. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but, absolutely. Yeah. It, just, it makes it fun. I do. Uh, 
enjoy going through on Sunday mornings and adding up the brackets and just seeing how everybody is and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> seeing awesome. the movie. So appreciate everybody playing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and, th and thank you. Look, that, that's a lot of time, a lot of effort. And we thank you for that, buddy. Uh, let's go into some fan questions. Uh, so, guys, oh, we can't thank you enough. Like, honestly, uh, we love talking Grizz sports, and and we look forward to this every Monday. Um, but we also just love interacting with you guys. You know, we get to do this, and we get to interact with each other. Uh, but we love interacting with other Grizz fans as well. So uh, thank you for reaching out to us on Twitter. And also we, we have some questions on Egris as well. Um, so I know, Luke, you've got some on Twitter. I've got some on Twitter and also on Egris as well. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you again. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast as well. Um, some of you are, 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 have been uh, uh, giving us those five-star reviews, which we really, really appreciate as well. Um, so great stuff there. Uh, but you want to go first, Luke, and, and say your first question? Um, sure. Yeah, let me oh, yeah. jump over to this real quick. So this one comes from uh, Tyler Martin. He asked, uh, what do we think the team needs are as far as recruiting, and what positions do you think will recruit in the portal hmm. uh, once the season's over? So um, it's kind of hard to answer this question now that we're mm -hmm. still in the season, but we do know certain people are graduating. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, unlike some of our counterparts in um, Idaho and the neighbors that are seeing a bunch, and Furman for that too, a bunch exactly. of people leave, um, I'm hoping we can keep them around. And one thing um, is, is like, um, I want to get into this real quick. Yeah. Adam looked this up. So the transfer yeah. oh, yeah. closes January 4th. So one way we can keep guys around is by keep winning. If yeah. We're going to play in the national championship on January 7th. You're not going to see, I mean, we saw Iverson leave, but he was not playing in a freshman and mm -hmm. I, who knows why he left, but everybody who's playing right now, they want to win a national championship. That's why you play football yep. to win championships. Yep. We're not going to see anybody bail if we keep winning. So yep. one key is to keep winning every weekend. Now the other key behind that <coughs> is these NILs, you know, it's going to be hard for us to compete with the big, big boys. Like, yeah, if, Oregon, Washington. Yeah, if Texas comes and it's like, Texas. we want Junior Bergen, well, I mean, I don't, and they're going to offer him $100,000 and yeah. a free car and a house. I mean, that's hard to pass that stuff up. Yeah. But those, you know, we're never going to get, we shouldn't be get out, be out by some Mac school or some Mountain no. West school, no. things like that. That should never happen or another FCS school. And so one thing is like Marcus, and we talked to Weedia before. Is running the NIL, this new collective. We got to start funding that because that's going to mm -hmm. help us. All that stuff, all that money is going to help keep our players here and allow us to beat out those schools. And then who knows? Maybe some we'll start getting guys that might be entering the portal from the Mountain West schools going, hey, it sucks playing at Reno. It <laughs> sucks playing at New Mexico where I don't win and there's no one to play in front of. I saw the Grizz on ESPN. That crowd's nuts. They're in those cool-ass black jerseys. They're winning all the time. I want to go play there. Yep. And so we could start seeing people like that. Guys like Riley Wilson coming over or the Hawaiian cat. I can't remember his last name. The came from Mississippi State coming over. Uh, Matafa. Yeah. I can't remember say it was something. Yeah, and I actually saw him play a little bit. This yeah, last he was weekend, so. We got four. Walker coming over from Nebraska. I mean, yep. that stuff could really be helpful. And so to answer Tyler's question on that is like, 
we need to sure up our NIL so that we can, you know, do that. But then I think positions we're going to need, we got to replace Gubs. That was one of my first like, that one. That is like one of my big ones. Is like, yeah. what are we going to do there? Gubs is to force. You can't replace a guy like Gubs. No. But we, we, we're we lacking some of that size in the D-line. Um, and so I think if we could find someone in the portal, a big guy to help, you know, fill that spot, mm-hmm. you know, just with size and stuff, or have someone experience get in there. Because D-line's been one of those things, I think, all year that we've been short on because of injuries and other things. It's nice to get Noose back finally. And, you know, we're getting some guys back, but that's a position I think we need to focus on in the, the, uh, in the recruiting period. And then, you know, too, we can get some more DBs and stuff. And then we got a lot of linebackers graduating, but I'm not that worried about it because it always seems like our young guys just step up. Yeah. It's going to be there for a while. I mean, losing Janet Karen Hill is going to be tough, but you know, um, well, that's what we always said against uh, when we got O'Connell or Lewis yeah. or, you know, and so like, I, I'm not too worried about the, yeah. the linebackers just because I see those guys that are on the special teams that they're putting the time in. Um, like, I, I totally think like, I agree with you, Gubs, finding a replacement for Gubs, even finding even another guy, because I think what they want to do is they want to go to that 4-2, I, I I would think, well, where they I, can I, play I, that and have two guys. Yeah, we've been running that four-man front mm-hmm. all year. It's a 3-5 yeah. with a 4-2, and I like it. It works well yeah. with the speed we get off the edge. And so, but having someone to spell, like, thank God Gubs is so healthy and playing so well because yeah. he doesn't get spelled that often. You no, know, we have he was, he was tired at the end of that game, that Furman game. Like yeah, he was, he, he was tired, dude. He he's amazing. That dude is freaking. I mean, yeah. he's my favorite player out there right now. He is yeah. just killing it. And I mean, I, know, I also think that we get like another cornerback as as well. You know, we're we're losing Walker yeah. um, this year. Um, Gradney, I still think has a, another year, and then um, Jackson, I think, is going to be there as well. But you never know. Um, where they move Jackson just because he's played safety at Akron that yeah. you might see with Cotton leaving that you might they might put him back there in that that position where where Cotton is and then they might be needing another guy uh, for that quarterback position. Um, every other position, I would say making sure we get a couple offensive linemen um, yeah. to kind of fulfill you know. Um, Losing Walker and losing McGinnis and losing um, Forbes. Um, we have a lot of good young guys coming. We up. do. Like, we I do. Hear our, hear our scout team is awesome and like amazing. Yeah. And so yeah. we're finally. I mean, that's that's really good. But you just well, you kind of want to replenish that and you, you get those guys in there. Get get a big heavy, uh, uh, you know, eight ten deep. Where because yeah. uh, th- that that's the you know knock on wood. We we've been pretty healthy. Yeah. With that area, and uh, it's nice to have depth though on the, yeah. on the offensive line. Where we thank goodness we got Cannon because he's been yeah. plug and play across the offensive line. So yep, yep. yep. Um, other than that, I, I, you know, the the safety position we have so many guys there yeah. in the safety role, but you just don't know what you have until you start playing those well, guys. It, so yeah, and again, it's I think it'll be easy. That, that's that. so. With Tyler's question, I think for yeah. when the season's over, too, we'll dive yeah. way more into that. And stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we'll kind of know who's staying, who's going. You know, yeah. Um, I I do have a little breaking news. What? What? So, what? um, no good. 
Uh, Frank Gagola just posted this, and I knew some of this was to start coming out. So six Montana football players earned All-American honors for FCS Football Central. Wow. So uh, Eli Gilman for running back. Wow. First team, D-line, Alex Gubner. There you go. Mr. Gubbs. Second team, uh, linebacker Braxton Hill for all uh, – and then uh, for all-purpose player, Junior Bergen, All-American honors. Uh, wow. Third team – uh, Riley Wilson and Trevin Gradney. Wow, good job, guys. Um, and so I messed up on Eli's. His was freshman of the year, All American. Oh, okay, your honors for wow. Eli Gilman. So that's one of the first All American lists. Frank just posted that it came out just a little bit ago. So that's awesome. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, another question here on Twitter, guys. Uh, Mandy Taylor. Um, I'm super curious about our offensive line situation right now. Wasn't was looking a little different last night. Uh, I think it will be back to close to normal by Saturday. I think we kind of went over this that uh, just because based off of what they were playing and with the split kind of thing, we were kind of trying to do a little bit different things with what they were trying to throw at us. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think we kind of went over it, Luke. That I think we 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 go back to what got us there, and you can kind of probably see the larger splits until North Dakota State kind of does yeah, something different. We'll have to see what they play with that and stuff. And then yeah. I think some of her part of her question is, you know, are we going to get Walker and Liam back? And last week, really know. Uh, Riley said that you know they were both dressed, and I think yeah. we saw Walker play a little bit. But yeah. um, we know they're trying to get back in there. Don't know if they're healthy enough to go. So yeah. it's. I mean, I'm I'm hoping because it'd be nice. Um, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah it'll, I think I think we'll we're gonna have to adjust to whatever North Dakota State's given us for sure. Exactly. Well, and I think that just that uh, that that tackle position with Walker, if if he's not ready to go, you got to put it, somebody in there that's a hundred percent that that you're gonna be able to get protect that uh that yeah. tackle position and then, and then you use walker as a this, the guy that spills you you know gives him a break and stuff yeah so, yeah yeah um, um yeah go ahead so uh do you have jay larson's or you want me to go with that no one? i don't have his okay no. so jay larson said i would love to hear y'all's take on ndsu and how they get away with holding and how we <laughs> counteract that on defense because if our line holds it is called so what yeah if? so we talked about this 74 is a big cheater <laughs> every play all the time like i watched him constantly it's just like that guy holds every play yeah the key is going to be our defensive line and linebackers using their hands and getting off their blocks because yep. if you get around them that's when you expose that holding and it's obvious and the refs have been calling it on them yep. um because i think they're known as holders they're going to be watching for it um well and it's something that I, I i think that maybe do does bobby go and say hey so what do you get? How are you guys calling it? You know, how, how do you you know make sure you're watching this? We see that's this. what I was gonna say. He's chirping in their ears. Like yeah. if you watch Bobby's talking to the, those refs all the time. Like, hey, yeah. you know, he's there's times like I saw him in the on the Furman game, he's mm-hmm. chuckling with them, kind of buttering them up a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And then there's other times he's ripping their head off. So yeah. <laughs> um, but he's you're gonna be talking, and they talk to them before the games, and I know yeah. that he'll be like, Hey, you know, you're gonna watch that holding today because they're holding all the time. Yeah, I'd be saying that to him because. Oh yeah, they, I would be too. So the key is though that hand movement for us and getting them hands off of them and not allowing them to lock in the center of your chest. If they do that, we're screwed. So yeah. we got to get off of that so we can expose that holding. Yeah, I totally agree. 
Uh, kiddo's dad at uh, Cristo Caprio. Uh, the firm and front seven were fantastic and the plate amazing. I, I totally agree with that. Yep. Uh, can the Grizz O line return starters? If not, how will they stack up against NDSU? We kind of went over that. Yep. Uh, you know, if they don't return starters, I think we played a lot of the game against Furman where we didn't have those guys. And so I think we'll, we'll play, we'll, we'll have the guys that we need. And, and I think we'll be, we'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no sliding against NDSU. I don't think NDSU's front is as good as Furman's. Um, I, I think Furman's front, front four were, were amazing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we're going to see that from NDSU. We've, and we've, we've gone over this with those two guys that we kind of have to worry about the ends yeah. um, 95 and I think 54. Yep. That's yeah. the two. So um, those are the guys that we kind of have to look out for. Um, and one of them is, is going to be on the one side where we have all of our guys and one is, is not. So uh, kind so of mix that, and match that run, run and run gap. A, a gap game is yep. going to be really good for us. Um, yeah, I think so too. So uh, another question it's really similar to this one, so I'm going to ask it. Uh, Griff Richards asked, he said, what would you consider the cause for lack of offense production, offensive production by the Grizz last game? Is this just the Grizz dealing with the very good and quick uh, defensive Furman, or did Furman expose something about the Grizz offense, or did the Grizz possibly look past Furman a bit, or maybe a combination? So I think part mm-hmm. of it was our, our offensive line being hurt. They were going yeah. for our young guys. Um, yeah. And then Two, I mean, they just had a damn good defensive line that were <laughs> stuffing the run on us. But yeah. one thing that did work was Clifton's run game was working well, and the pass game was open. And so yeah. um, we talked a little bit about this. Some of it was us being stubborn and running the same stupid plays over and over again, too, a little bit. And yeah. so um, I, I I, do also think that it, there is a possibility that we were looking past them a little bit um, or going, you know, kind of like, when we played NAU and it was, we were such big favorites and we just thought this. And cause I thought that last week, I was like, Furman, come on. They play in the SoCon with the <laughs> I didn't see them. Play. I mean, they were good, damn good football team. They were, they so were. It's possible. We were, I know this whole team is dying to play the Bison because we want revenge on it. Cause it's been the revenge yes. tour all year. And so it's possible. We look past a little bit and then we're like, Oh crap. And so the great thing is we pulled it off. We won. Um, we have this week to correct those things that there's a lot of corrections that need to happen. And already I've been hearing that the guys are having a great week of practice on Monday, bouncing around good. They got an extra day of rest this week because we played the Friday game. That's the one bonus of that. So um, I think we're going to be right back on schedule and super hyper-focused on this because they're going to talk about it. Yeah. You win this game, you're going to the national championship for an opportunity yep. to win the national championship. So we need to focus in, take care of business, and then our goal is right in front of us. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, I, I totally agree with you, Luca. I think that it it was kind of a, uh, depending on, on, on what you look at, like you, you look at where we're at, it kind of it was a situation of, of kind of everything kind of hitting at once. It was, oh, crap, we're actually really close. So, you know, everybody is a creature of habit. So what are you going to do when, when time gets tough? What are you going to rely back on? It's probably something that you feel comfortable with, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, so our play calling, I think, I don't know if that was head coach or offensive uh, coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that that kind of relied back on that. Um, 
Well, I think some point. of it is they're just trying to run the clock out. And they're like, let's just run. Oh, the clock. yeah. And that just Burn pissed that me off so much. It's like, how many times can you give the fall opposing offense yeah. the ball back without it biting in you in the butt? Um, and, and so don't try to rely on your defense so much where it, it kills them in the end and runs them in the dirt. Uh, I think that we need to get away from that. We did with the, the last couple of games and, and where we went from NAU to where yeah. we are right now. The last game, we kind of went back to that, which I, I don't think we will. Um, I think I this think is the scenario. You uh, said and, this earlier. If we play them like we did the neighbors, I think that's going to be. Oh, great. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So, um, Terrence at Terrence Spector. Uh, it seemed like a big mistake for Furman to defer the first possession in overtime, especially the way the game had gone. Do you think Montana would have elected to also go first on offense if they won the toss? I think we already we talked about that. We talked right? about that a little bit. Yeah. Where you kind of thought that, and I, I mean, I think you always go on defense. You can see no matter what. Yeah. What the other team does, just then you know. I mean, even if your defense is kind of tired, it's yeah, it feels that way. So, but I, it, it's a great, it's a great question because you never know in the moment, you know. So, well, and, you know, just going from uh, where where they were, you know, they got that big touchdown. Uh, I think you know you, you might try it then, depending on the situation. You know that you're that offense just scored. You don't want to give them give them the ball back and feel that confidence. Uh, you sit them down, get them a little little tight thinking about it. Um, you know, I, I don't think that this coaching staff would do that. Um, but Hey, I think yeah. it would be a good idea. So <clears throat> you got any more uh, on Twitter? I got two more. So one is yeah. uh, Corbo at Corbo's N 406. It just says strengths and weaknesses NDSU. We already talked about that. So uh, just yeah. wanted to give you a shout out for, thanks for asking a question. Exactly. And then, um, uh, Ross, uh, Flatiger, uh, at Flatiger R. So did, did Grizz secondary get exposed? Uh, got reminders of last year's cat Grizz on over blitz early in game. Uh, just paranoid because of a good FU team. Um, I'm confused if we played a really good team and, or we played half ass, even though our D was mostly lights out. And then he goes, are we Frisco bound? Um, I don't think our secondary got exposed. I think it was just a few mistakes is really what happened. I mean, yeah. for the most part, they were playing really good and playing good coverage. And there was even a couple, like, PIs that we got that I thought were BS. Like, I thought yeah. we were just playing tight coverage and they threw the flag. Yeah. Uh, there were some others, too, like, that we didn't get called on that we probably should have. So it yeah. went both ways. Um, I'm I'm one that in the playoffs let the secondary play. If it's not exactly. egregious, if they're kind of both hand fighting. Let them play. Yeah. Uh, if it's egregious, like or they're not looking at the ball, and they just run somebody over. Yeah, throw the flag. Yeah. But I, I don't think we were exposed. Um, I really do think that Tim, Hauk, and Ronnie are coming up with some great schemes. Yep. Uh, for the passing game, and we'll be ready because um, as much as NDSU likes to run the ball, they're good at passing it. Camp that Cam Miller's a good thrower. He's efficient. Yeah. And again, their whole passing game is upon getting ahead of the chains with the run game on the first first and second down. So yeah. if we can stop that, that's going to change their whole normal passing game up. So um, as far as Frisco bound, I don't know, man. Got to take care of business this weekend. One week at a time. That's, Can't think about that. That's what's got to happen. We just got, you know, if the D can play like they've been playing. I mean, they played awesome last weekend. Do it again and stop the big plays. It's key. Stopping the big plays. We do that. Man, anything's possible. Man, 
Um, I got a couple here on Egris. Uh, uh, putter at Egris here. What was uh, causing our inability to run? Was Furman taking advantage of the wide splits, or were they just good? Uh, I think it was kind of both of those. They, they, they were good. Uh, we said that they kind of took advantage of the splits as well. They were fast. They were taking advantage of uh, some of our new guys that were on the line. And then also just, I, I think that they just knew, also knew what we were going to do. Like, yeah. you can only run the, the same thing so many times and not, like, take advantage yeah. of it and see what, you, you know, and, and them not to know of, oh, yeah, first down, what are you going to do? They're going to probably yeah. run it inside. And I heard this that uh, and I don't know how true it is, but I heard I seen some sign stealing. Yeah, they know that <laughs> they were. Yeah, and we were calling our plays out, knew what our plays were. So, yeah, if that's the case, if anybody's good at sign stealing, it's probably the Bison. We're gonna have to change some stuff up. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if it was like we changed some stuff up. We're still running old signs that Roper recognized, or I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, but I noticed that they were worried about it because they had those big flag yep. guys and all that stuff, and so yeah. Um, if that's the case, um, especially if there's, I don't know if the Bison have any ties to Furman, they're probably calling them going, hey, will you give us what you guys figured out there? Um, <laughs> exactly. We need to change some stuff up this week so they're not stealing those signs if that's the case. Yeah. So, did you have one more? Uh, I did not. Uh, okay. I do have something that I heard on, well, I'll just talk about it. So Kurt, Coach Ansmino is all leaving the USC Yeah. to be a linebacker coach. And so, uh, I did listen to an interview today from one of the reporters up there in North Dakota State, and it kind of sounds like they didn't want this to get out. It did by mis- like because the media the way it is now, and so he had to tell the team. Um, there's a lot of people that are really surprised, and I guess because hmm. they're like, there's not a lot of ties for him to USC. Um, they think part of the reason is is because they're going to the Big Ten that you know ends recruits that same area, and that might help. And he's going to get paid. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that the I mean, even though they're going to let him coach, that was one of the big questions I had right away. Will he be, you know, out? They're yeah. going to let him coach the rest of the time. But, you know, his head's going like this, and that can split a team. Now, North Dakota State doesn't seem like the ten, kind of team that's going to split yeah, or like that. But at the same time, if he's like, you guys need to do this and this during the game, you can get the what the hell do you you're leaving us anyways? What do you you know? Yeah, that that so that it's definitely gonna have an effect. As much as we like to say it wouldn't, it's a distraction. And I say, you know, gay for us to have that well, distraction coming into the yeah. Well, and I I know I I I don't think that it's gonna affect us too much just because NDSU is so still like just like strategic right and what they do I, i'm pretty sure they're going to hire within because that's what they do is they hire within and i think those yeah. i think that probably already has been it it could have there, there's also rumors if, that if vegan's on the line possibly for yeah. ties but who knows but i'm thinking that if they, if they already knew this was going to happen and, and they didn't want it out i think they probably already have who they want well, already no, that's not what i'm saying they said that Ence didn't want it out. I don't know. Oh, okay. Coming out, and then he had to announce it, sort of thing. Like, oh, okay. He was trying okay. to keep it like from everybody, and it, it something got out, and he had to announce it and stuff before. Well, it. Luke, so. like, and this is a question for you, just because you know you've played. Like, have you ever played in, or or known of a coach leaving, and it kind of not necessarily like but, but affecting the atmosphere? So, 
when uh, when Mick Danny when Mick Mick uh, Danny he left, he was our he was my coach when I first got there, and his staff they went to Utah State. We had no idea. Um, it was the day after the season was over. They obviously knew because they were like, "Yep, we're leaving," and it was like, "Oh, what the hell?" And like, not everybody left. A lot left. Uh, like Germer stayed. Uh, Lance Robinson stayed. Uh, I think there was a couple others too. And then next thing you know, we know Joe Glenn's coming in with his people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joe, of course, left for Wyoming uh, at the end of the season. And that was, again, the next day. Oh, we're going to Wyoming. That's when Bobby came in. Um, okay. But, again, it's – we didn't know. I've never – I never had it where it was, like, in the middle of a playoff run or something. Okay. Now, North Dakota State has had that twice now. Bull announced yeah. before he was done. Uh, Kleiman announced before he was done, and they finished coaching. So they're kind of used to it. Um mm-hmm. The one thing that I'd love to do is they'll kick their ass and then they can use that as their excuse. There you so. go. <laughs> we'll give you the excuse. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Montana Hoops fan. Uh, very good Furman front seven. You are missing players on left side. Very good. for. Oh, this is just him answering Putter's question. Sorry. Uh, but hey, uh, very good Furman lateral speed, but they couldn't stop McDowell. 118 yards. Our backs got very little, but Furman backs got less. I think they got 15 yards total. Um, yeah, and then Huff was like, his yeah. passing percentage was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the big plays they got, I mean, they threw the ball like forty-seven times, and they had just minimal. Or it was seeing that that's so crazy because they yeah. do not want that. They're a running team too, yeah, so it's exactly. kind of crazy. Um, this is our last question. Beware of the D. NDUCU had a lot of big plays on Saturday. I know we are significantly better than USD, but does it concern you that we somehow are susceptible to big plays? Also, how long did it take for you to get to sleep uh, after that game Friday? Holy hell, my heart needed some time to slow down. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me a couple hours. I came home, had a beer, and uh, then kind of watched something else that was kind of lighthearted. <laughs> um, that wasn't something that was going to tear my heart out. Uh, and then it, it was hard to get to sleep. Uh, early rising with kids. Uh, young kids that uh, it, it was it was a long day the next day but uh, uh, I think that back in last year we were more susceptible to those big plays I think that it, if you look at the neighbor game right um, they're very similar to NDSU where they like to have those big plays right not necessarily like with throwing the ball, but they can throw the, the, the neighbors can throw the ball. Uh, NDSU likes to throw the ball and get those big plays, but they also like to get those plays from running too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they like to get their, their scoring from running, right? Well, you're not going to probably see, unless it's a long, long throw, them getting touchdowns from a, a pass. Yeah. Uh, it, it just is not what they it's do. Much, much more yards after catch if they're getting long touchdown passes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think – I honestly kind of agree uh, with you, Luke, that it, I think it was just kind of a, a couple different things that kind of wound up having us not play as um, yeah. true to to our what we wanted to do. Um, will, will there be big plays? Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be big plays. Yeah. but. At the, the same time, is 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 our defense knows that, and we bend and we don't break, and we we change a fifty-five yard t- uh, 
run and we change it from being a touchdown to a field goal and hey we got a field goal out of it yeah. um so yeah i, I agree I it's uh it's more so like the big plays that have happened to us this year are just a couple mistakes not doing your 111 yeah. that's why we they they preset on defenses do your 111th make sure you're doing your assignment because if you don't that's when it breaks down yeah uh, for the most part our defense is great at doing their assignments and stuff that's why we do a good job at stuffing people and so that's going to be a huge focus this week, especially with the two plays that that's what happened is people just, there's a few guys didn't do their assignment. And so they bust the big plays. And so our guys doing that is going to stop that this week. And I'm sure they're super focused on that to make sure um, to answer your first part of the question. It was after 3 AM that I finally went to bed and it was basically <laughs> firm and people quit talking to me. Um, and that's when I realized that it's like, five something at their time so um and i was i finally was i haven't maybe had a few beers too in me and so um i was up early the next day i think i got like three hours of sleep and I, like i said i earned that headache that i had the next day oh. it was totally worth it but i i couldn't sleep i was so fired up um between all the shit talking all week and everything else i was excited to get on there and talk and uh yeah and was just fired up again i was i was still kind of shaking after the game just from yelling and the intensity and yeah um, you know because I, I really think they can hear me through the tv so oh i um, know they can right they, they've got a like a radio right 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 from us to the, their headset so bravo again for everybody that showed up at the stadium because yep. it looked loud the crowd looked awesome and then i loved again seeing after the game and winning in overtime no one left everybody was nope. there watching the guys cheer and sing the fight song both sides and i yep. thought that was cool too Maybe I'm wrong here. Was that the first time we've had the zoo crew sign in front of the student section? I've never noticed it before. I don't think so. You don't think that was that, the first time? No, I don't think so. Okay, it's the first time I noticed it. Maybe it's because okay. the reporting, but that actually said zoo crew and had the big sign in front of them. Because usually I thought they okay. had their own stuff. But anyways, they did great. That same kid that works for uh, the Kaiman or whatever with the wig, with no shirt, painted up. He's in that same spot every game. That kid is committed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's always on TV. Bravo to him. I mean, just the whole stadium just did awesome. And yeah, um, I really think we can limit the big plays, and I think we can win this game. It's gonna be I think so too. It's I gonna be so a too. battle. It's gonna be yeah. a battle to the end. Um, I don't see us blowing them out by any means. It's gonna be back and forth, back and forth, a damn fist fight. Two guys just punching each other in the mouth. Set. It's like a Rocky movie, toe to toe, just throwing That's haymakers right. and yep. see standing at the end. So, and I think the Grizz can be standing. I do too. Uh, I can't wait, uh, guys. Like we've mentioned already, make sure you get your tickets if you have season tickets. Get them still and, and sell them to Grizz fans so we can get twenty-seven thousand Grizz fans in there. I don't think it's going to be twenty-seven thousand Grizz fans. It might be like twenty-five thousand to two thousand, uh, but we want it. Uh, maroon. We want it loud. We want to have that advantage, especially with these uh, bison coming to town. Uh, and, and hopefully we can win this one and, and go to Frisco. Hell yeah. That would be awesome. Guys, like we said, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at, guys. Uh, also, you can get us on the YouTube at FCS Fans Nations uh, Podcast Network. Um, there's a lot of cool uh, podcasts there as well. Uh, so, so check those out. Uh, but as well, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we, we love to get hearing from you guys. We love interacting. You guys can get us on Twitter at Fight on uh, Fight on Montana and on Instagram. Uh, you can get us on our Facebook 
um, personal ones too, Adam Helium and Luke Rounds as well. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for uh, Saturday at 2.30, man. Oh, it's going to be freaking awesome. And oh yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Well, like always, guys, uh, go Grizz. Go Grizz and horns down. That's right.